What's up, college baseball fans? Live college baseball is back. Flow Sports is your home for live and on-demand coverage of the biggest tournaments of the year, including the State Farm College Baseball Showdown, the Round Rock Classic, the Frisco Classic, and the Sanderson Ford Classic, and so much more. Go behind the scenes with exclusive interviews, in-depth tournament previews, and a host of college baseball-focused content. Subscribe today by going to flowbaseball.tv forward slash 11-P-O-I-N-T-7. That is F-L-O-Baseball.tv forward slash 11-P-O-I-N-T-7. And when you purchase a Flow Baseball subscription, you'll get access to an entire Flow Sports network of over 25 sports. Don't miss out. Sign up with flowbaseball.tv forward slash 11.7. That's F-L-O baseball.tv forward slash 11.7. We are so excited to have them on as an advertiser and sponsor. Flow Baseball has done so much for us already, and we're really looking forward to having them on in the foreseeable future. Guys, don't miss out. Please go and get a subscription with Flow Baseball to show your support of college baseball today. What's up, college baseball fans? Welcome to another episode of College Baseball's greatest podcast, the 11.7 podcast. We finally made it. We finally made it to opening day after close to 10 months without college baseball. We're here, kind of, minus the cancellations and the COVID stuff going on. We will have games being played today, bunch of games. And so, we're excited to be here. We're pumped for this season coming up. And more importantly, the Ivy League still sucks. So, Dimitri, tell the listeners what's going on in the Ivy League right now because they just absolutely stabbed our little hearts away by canceling the season. The Ivy League sucks. I mean, you said it. They, they literally suck. suck. They're the I worst. Mean, they were the first team to bang the season last year, and everyone was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, it ended up being – not so bad. They were just first. Whoever's first suck, right? I mean, I get it. They're an academic conference. School anyway, comes first. Today, today, they announced they will not have any conference games and they will not allow their schools to play each other as non-conference games. They are allowed. They left the door open. They allowed potentially this is ridiculous I'm, I'm saying it slow like this this is how stupid it sounds they're just trying to outsmart us that's how stupid it sounds they're trying to they might allow teams to play local game local games what does that mean um i mean like, like high schools like what are we doing I here mean, like you want to go play legion ball go ahead and go play legion ball like that is it's just stupid they they're they're basically saying no you cannot play baseball 
no, you cannot play sports, but you can watch everybody else play. And maybe you can go join your, your local uh, Legion ball team. So I heard through the grapevine in January, I don't know how much of it was public, but multiple players with professional aspirations actually left to go train privately because they got with that um, they were going to bang the season. They had, they, had, they had a feeling they were going to bang it. So they left school to go train privately to get ready for the draft or whatever professional aspirations they have. Stupid. That is so freaking stupid. Pisses me off. It makes me so – it just makes me laugh because they waited until literally the day before the season started to make this announcement, and they did it because – I don't know why. Because they think they're smart. I mean, they are smarter than us, but they think that they're just going to outsmart everybody and say, this is our plan, blah, 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 when at the end of the day, it just comes down to them losing money on sports that they don't care about, and they use the excuse of these kids are here for school, not sports. That's extracurricular. We don't have to make them do it. They just yeah, pulled, they just the pulled thing. the rug out from underneath them, which is just outrageous. Cancel the season in August when they show up to school, or maybe in June. Like cancel it if you don't want to play a year in advance, so these kids can go find somewhere else. The the ones that wanted to play sports. I'm so sure there's a school that will appreciate their presence on their team that could use another arm. I mean, I, I know every school is loaded with depth. All these guys coming back. The Ivy League literally just, excuse my description, but bent every single one of their players over. And, yeah. and, and I'm not going to say it. It's just it's, you don't it, have, it's inappropriate. We, but you get, you get my idea. You get the idea. <laughs> you didn't have to say it. I think we all know. But, yeah, I mean, I get it. Those kids are going to be you know, very successful CEOs and presidents one day of companies or owning their own businesses. Uh, odds are that none of them will ever make it to the major leagues, but they went to that school, not because of academics, but because of baseball, they could have went to any of the Ivy league schools. They could have went to any school in the nation, basically, but they wanted to play baseball. They wanted to have a great education and they were just not given that for the last two years. So it's a shame, but we're not going to spend all topic or all day on that. We just wanted to vent out our frustration because we do think it's ridiculous let us know if you have a different opinion. Tweet at us or message us. We want to know some different opinions because we just don't see it. Uh, but anyways, besides the Ivy League canceling the whole season, uh, we have had a lot of series this weekend get canceled. And I understand why most of them are getting canceled. There's just the most random snowstorm in all throughout the central United States from the bottom of Texas to the top of Minnesota. It's just ice and, and snow. And Demetri, you know how it is being from Atlanta, um, anytime you get more than like, I don't know, a half inch or quarter inch of snow, the whole city shuts down. Well, yeah, yeah. that's that's the whole state of Texas right now. <laughs> you guys are freaking out over there? Every, my whole family oh, well, you're is, not there. I'm yeah. not there, but my whole, my whole family just, I mean, the whole city of Houston in general and all around Texas, they're just, everything's shut down. All the water's turned off. Powers are out. I mean, it's 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 just a disaster to say the least but um like for example dimitri how funny is this the oklahoma sooners have had to reschedule three times in the last three days and they've gotten all three of them canceled and they're still not playing they're still not playing they're still not playing what, i mean they it's like wichita southern yeah southern and then wichita state and then texas a&m corpus christi zero they're not playing any of them nobody Imagine- wants to play the oklahoma sooners this year I mean, maybe there's something we don't know. Maybe they're good. Maybe they 
maybe they are really good and they're kicking everybody's ass. We just don't know it yet. Yeah, we don't know it. What are the but chances three teams cancel? In three days, all because of weather. It's 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 crazy, but like um there's there's probably at least 25 to 30 series that have been canceled or moved or rescheduled. Uh, it's kind of a disaster, and it's not what we deserve because we've waited 10 months to get back into college baseball. And, of course, the most random ice storm since the 1800s comes through the central part of the United States and just ruins everything, but whatever. You, you want to know what else is crazy? Made me laugh today. Georgetown, or I think it was Georgetown, they posted a video of their bus trekking. No, it was snow. not Georgetown. It was Yukon. Yukon. Georgetown's not playing baseball, remember? I don't know why I said Georgetown. The blue and gray, the blue and gray, anyway, Northeastern school. They posted a video of their bus driving through a highway covered in snow, literally covered in snow, going to Virginia, which is already north, further north than most of these schools. And I'm sitting here like, we've got schools in the south saying, oh, snowflakes, snowflakes, we got to cancel the game. And they're driving <laughs> through a damn blizzard up there. Literally going 40 miles an hour on a bus with 50 people on it, just taking a video of the snow that they're going through, which is amazing. I like UConn. I like UConn this year for that reason. They're going to be ready to play early in the year. If we saw them play early last year, they were doing great. So, um, I mean, that's the same UConn team that went to the Conference USA Championship. Yeah, lost to Cincinnati, I think, back in 2019. No, not Conference USA. Oh, my God. Dude, it's American. American. AAC. They're basically the same thing AAC, if you think yeah. about it. They're both American. They're both conferences with teams scattered from all across the United States. No organization. It's uh, it, I don't know, but yeah. So but yeah, uh, yeah, they see a snowflake and they're like, "Oh my god, we can't we can't play this weekend." And they're driving. They probably got chains on their tires, you know, trekking through a damn blizzard. <laughs> but yeah, no, exactly. The uh, the biggest news of cancellations isn't really a cancellation. It's just a postponement, but that really big tournament going on at, uh, in Arlington, Texas, the state farm showdown uh, brought to you by flow sports, by the way, you can stream every game through flow sports, just throwing that out there. Um, but hey, yeah, so they're not playing Friday anymore. They're, they're starting 3 PM Saturday mm-hmm. and uh, they're playing Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So that'll be interesting. We get some Monday baseball. Let's go ahead and talk about flow sports. Let everybody know what's going on with flow sports. Then tell us. Well, I mean, Flow Sports is doing great things for us. They're really supporting the show. They reached out to us and said they loved our product and they wanted us to, you know, be one of their advertisers and, um, or they wanted to advertise with us. And so we don't ask you guys listeners for a lot. We actually don't ask you guys for anything, but when a, when a company like Flow Sports, who's trying to grow the game of college baseball reaches out to us and says, you guys grow the game um, better than a lot of people do. And you have a lot of influence in the game. Um, their whole goal is to televise more uh, college baseball games, have a great streaming service, and not only for college baseball, but a lot of underappreciated sports. And they put out a great product. So Flow Sports is going to be televising all of these preseason tournaments like the Arlington State Farm Showdown. I forget what it's called. But then like the Round Rock Classic, Frisco Classic, Houston College Classic. Um, all of these are going to be broadcasted on there. So we don't ask you guys for much, but at the very least, just – go to their website and check it out. And I promise you the product will sell itself. It's like $15 a month for unlimited sports. It's a great, great product. So you can just go check it out. It's just flowsports.com. I'm looking, I'm looking flow at their sports, web, I, flow sports.tv, I believe. Yeah. Flow, I'm looking at their website right now. 
Um, it says Flow Sport, the innovator of live streaming, of um, 200,000 sports competition live and on demand. So basically, if you miss the game, you can go watch the replay. Yeah, or um, if you play in the game, you can go back and watch the replay. Yeah, I used to like, love doing that on SoCon Digital Network. Um, it's behind the scenes coverage, original programming for over 25 sports. Their website built beautiful. Their merch looks nice. And they're just great people. Great people all the way around. Like, um, Yeah, no, if you guys uh, don't have them on your TV, your regular cable provider, I sound like a commercial saying that, regular cable provider, but um, yeah, you guys go check it out. I think, Ben, correct me if I'm wrong, Flo gave us a code to give everyone to, I guess, like a referral um, yeah it's just 11 necessary. point just 11.7 and you spell out the word point so you just go ahead and use that i think the, they give us some sort of credit but i'm not too sure i'm not worried about it our biggest thing is you know if they're going to believe in us we believe in them and uh i think it's going to be great for both of us so they're going to be with us for uh, at least the extended future here until i guess they tell us to get lost but hopefully that'll never come um but we we like working with them so far so you guys check it out check it out this weekend saturday sunday monday even Monday at work, when you're sitting there at your office doing nothing besides seeing how far you can flick a booger, just go ahead and put on the streaming service and you can watch games like, I don't know, Arkansas versus Texas Tech on Monday. Um, actually, I think they may be playing yeah, Sunday yep, now. But listeners, wow. 11 P O I N T 7. Put that code in, get you your live streaming, um, support us, it helps us out as we start trying to grow our podcast and get bigger and get more coverage, college baseball can only help us. Yeah. And it can help flow sports as well, who is trying to grow the game college baseball. Sounds like a win-win for me. Sounds like a win-win. And so um, what we're about to do is we're about to uh, dive right into an, a great, fantastic interview we had with Eric Sorensen. Um, he is a writer for D1 Baseball. Super, super hilarious guy. I mean, he was, uh, we call him our rich uncle because he lives out in Los Angeles and he said he made a bunch of money and just started writing, writing about college baseball on the side. And it turned out to him quitting his job to come write full or full time for college baseball, d1baseball.com. And uh, he goes by the name Stitchhead on Twitter. And he just, he's a parody of college baseball. He, uh, I, I loved him. I mean, he makes me crack up with his tweets and he's just as funny in this interview. Uh, we ask him a lot of questions that, they're not your typical questions. They're not like, hey, who's going to be the best righty with sync from the uh, from the three-quarter arm slot? Like, no, we don't talk about that. We ask him questions about how he got to the position he was in. You know, what is his, what are his plans for growing the game? And, like, what we could do to help him, like, grow the game of college baseball. So it's, it's really fun. Great interview. And uh, you guys go ahead and enjoy it. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our top 25 that we're releasing after the interview. And then we're also going to give – golden spikes award winners um, finalists that we each think is going to win it and then we'll also give you our eight for omaha so you guys listen to the whole episode it's going to be a great one but without further ado welcome on Stitchhead himself eric Sorensen. all right college baseball fans we welcome on a special guest odds are you probably already follow him on twitter it is Stitchhead himself eric Sorensen. thank you so much for joining the program man we're pumped to have you well, look, I, I just want to thank you guys for the extra $200 appearance fee that you gave me more than Kendall. <laughs> I thought so it was 250 really for that. That's I thought it was 250 part. I think I might have sent you 50 extra. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to hassle it. Good. Now, good to be on with you guys. Paid yeah. or not. Yeah, so we're pumped. And uh, so I guess, like, really the first question we have for you is, like, who are you? Like, who is Eric Sorensen? Like, are you Stitchhead? Or, like, what's, what's going on there? Like, how did yeah, you get to well, become, like, where you're at right now? 
Ah, geez. Well, let, let me put it to you this way. You guys talked about before we went on about how you guys wanted to bring fun and, and kind of a personality to college baseball. I started doing that years ago because I was in advertising and uh, I, I got tired of making really good money in advertising. So I decided to start writing college baseball stuff on the side. Where the real money is, uh, right? <laughs> and then and then I end up doing it all at all times. But yeah, I kind of I kind of thought kind of the same way as you guys. Like, God, there's nothing fun about college baseball, which is a sport I love. So I kind of started doing it and started doing it kind of from a fan's perspective and just you know being fun with it and uh, and you know not not being. Uh, too boring. And it's the, the last thing I wanted to be was boring. So that's kind of, I think we're kind of on the same page with that. You, you guys and I, so I like sure. that. It's a good, it's a good relationship. We have. Yeah. It's, so you're like kind of like our rich internet uncle. If you think about it, like we want to be you one day and we're just going to follow in your footsteps. <laughs> let me, let you me, let me dissuade you really quickly. <laughs> you're not going to be able to retire doing this crap. So you might want to stop now or rob banks on the side and whatever you can do on the side as a side hustle. Fine. But as, as being your rich uncle, that's my best rich uncle advice is, Man, you guys are barking up the wrong tree. But hey, I like what you guys are doing. Keep yeah. doing it. We we noticed you had more than one bedroom in a Los Angeles house. So that means you can make a little bit of money. So that's good. Yeah. Um, living in Cali. Yeah, living out yeah, in the West it's Coast. Not, but but I'm this close to my wife kicking me out and living in a refrigerator box underneath the freeway. So that's the bad part about living in LA. Is oh, you like it cold? She likes it hot. <laughs> and that's kind of it. Yeah, I'm 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 a Scandinavian, so I definitely I definitely am more of the cold side. But yeah, you're always this close to being homeless, and we have enough of those out here as it exactly, is. exactly. So let's since we already brought up the West Coast, man. What's going on over there? Are we going to be playing college baseball or not? Yes, yes. Uh, I'm going to be finally getting off my fat ass and going to my first baseball game in 11 months at UCLA on Friday. Uh, everybody's playing out here. The only thing that's going to be a little weird is like Long Beach State is not starting until uh, mid-March. They're actually not. They're, they're just starting practice this week, actually. Uh, and just the way they're just playing Big West games only. And, uh, and there's a couple like that. I think uh, CSUN might be the same, but most everybody else is kind of going about, you know, doing the thing where they're going to be playing like a regular season schedule for the most part. I think the, the things like midweek games are going to be real kind of hither and yon out here. There's not going to be that many midweek games out here, but right. yeah, just because of the way the protocols are out here in California. Yeah. That it's, it's going to be as, as of right now, I think, uh, there's not going to be any fans allowed in in stadiums, so it'll just be you know my bald head taking pictures and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't even. It's really a shame because even like you know the the freaking parents of these kids can't come out and see them play. I just think uh, yeah, unbelievable. It's, it's a drag, and and I understand it and all, but yeah, it's it's an outdoor sport. It's it's kind of a thing where they should you know just let the parents in at least. Come on, but yeah. otherwise it's going to be a regular. It's going to be a a sort of a full season maybe a little less games maybe not 56 for most teams yeah 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 but speaking of ucla i saw somebody tweet something the other day about with john savage he's trying to raise thirty nine thousand dollars to get i guess four (laughs) or five cameras to stream the game so people can watch because obviously like you said no one's coming and i'm sitting there like the school was an endowment of like 5.3 billion okay (laughs) i'm not saying that that means they have that cash on hand but Seriously, yeah, it's you're, like, you're are you trying kidding? to come up with thirty nine thousand dollars to stream game 
Are you kidding? Yeah, they just and they just signed a, a big ass deal with Nike yeah. uh, to to be there to be their official brand too. Um, yeah, I, you would think I, I Nike, don't understand how these things work. You would I'm sorry, go Nike, ahead. You would think Nike would write them a thirty nine thousand dollar check like yesterday, saying, "Please just broadcast put our logo on TV. Put our logo yeah. on TV. Please show these cool uniforms we just gave you on TV." Yeah. That's that's the part that's a little confounding to me, I guess. And UCLA is kind of, I mean, they are in a little bit of a, di- I mean, they they still do have just buku money and all, but they're not exactly like an Alabama or Auburn who fills up a football stadium with a hundred thousand every, you know, right. for you know seven or eight times in the fall. So they do have they they do have some limits, and and they do have you know the location being a, a thing. But we're talking about three or four cameras. Yeah, come on, guys. Come on, guys. It's, 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 seriously, it's, I mean, like it's almost a slap in the face to the players. Hey, we need to raise thirty nine thousand so we can put you guys on TV. Like, uh, this is why I committed here to UCLA. Yeah, like yeah. a baseball yeah. powerhouse. You know, one of the biggest schools in the state of California. Like, and you're telling me you don't have thirty nine thousand. Actually, this is a podcast. Am I allowed to curse on it or not? Oh, absolutely. Well, UCLA needs to get their shit together. So there you go. I agree. There you go. Yeah, hopefully they will. Hopefully they'll have it by this weekend and they can have, you know, have at least fans see their games. And I imagine they will have it done here in the next few days. I mean, Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer just signed for like a combined like 70 million per year. Write a $39,000 check, damn it. Yeah. So that's true. um, Unless they hate their school or something. But yeah, yeah, you're right. That's, that, should be, that should be done like that. So fun fact for you, um, Mr. Stitchhead, the yeah. 11.7 podcast is the only college baseball podcast with that little E symbol for explicit next to it. So you can say whatever you want. We're, oh. we're, already, war- we're already warning the fans. So. Oh, beauty. Then I can talk <laughs> about my side my side to hustle as a porn actor too. So yeah. good. And that's how you make it over there in California. That makes sense. <laughs> everybody, has to do, everybody has to do a little bit of that yeah. out here. So. I have one question since that is your area. Why is USC not good at baseball? Is there a reason? <laughs> well, I'm going to have to give it, put an asterisk next to it because they went 10 and four last year, beat Vanderbilt and beat TCU. Yep. I'll give them that. Um, and I think Coach Gill is really kind of, he's kind of starting to put his thumbprint on the program coming over from uh, LMU uh, to USC. I think he's going to do a, do a good job there. As much as I've liked some of the coaches, I think the coaching might be the thing. Like they haven't been getting the greatest recruits and they've just not been able to. I don't know how they fell into this tailspin. I mean, this is USC, the most glorified college baseball program over the last right. century, obviously. Yep. So I'm not sure how it happened exactly. I, I'm not going to throw the coaches under the bus necessarily. No, no, for sure. But something happened, man. They got some gravel in that program that just did not work out. And I think coach Gill is, is, is kind of turning a corner again. I, last year, I mean, obviously we're talking about a team that, or everybody played about 16 games and that was it, but the games they played, they were really legit. And coach, coach Gill has said, he's told me, he's like, we are committed to uh, bringing this program back to what it used to be. I mean, they're not going to win 10 national championships in 11 years or whatever the case was, but but they are going to be nationally relevant again. And I think they were on the road to getting that, to that to that point last year and I, I think well we might see that again might see that coming up again this year with everybody just about everybody back for them for sure and yeah it kind of does feel like the state of california as a whole kind of went through a little dry spell in like you know mid 2000s to like early 2010s with you know because you had powerhouses like long beach state cal state fullerton usc ucla um, yeah. and it feels like really to me 
like the Gauchos of Santa Barbara has probably been the best program over the last five to 10 years out of yeah, that whole, I, whole region. It's true. You, 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 you've tapped into that. And I, I think that's true. And that's another thing where coach check Andrew check. done such a bitch and job with that program. I mean, if you guys have ever been out to Santa Barbara to the campus or seen the games there, first of all, the campus is, is, is right. It's buttressed up against the beach. It literally has a beach <laughs> that washes the shore. So we can't feel too bad for those guys for having crappy baseball teams for years and years. Cause they're living the life. Also their stadium is just like a kind of a really nice high school stadium. It's for really sure. not anything to shake a stick at. So if, if they can become, if they, since they've become kind of this, this uh, consistent winner out here, that's amazing. That to me, that's one of the more amazing stories. And you guys were talking, I think the West coast also really is, is best when Fullerton gets back. If they're not crappy oh, again this year, oh, they get back to Long Beach. Long Beach was 14 and 41, two years ago. And last year they were, last year they were kicking everybody's ass. So you get these kind of blue bloods back again. And I think that'll help USC. Obviously I think that'll help. I thought we saw last year in the short time span we had, I was telling uh, this to a Mississippi radio station the other day who doesn't believe this oh, baseball played out here. <laughs> they hate I, was, me. I was like, look guys, I thought last year was the, was kind of an inkling to the West coast in kind of in general, having a real uptick in college baseball, especially in this area uh, here in Los Angeles. Um, but again, I think it'll all be helped more out here out West when the teams like Fullerton and Oregon state and, and Stanford are, are good again. And they weren't that good last year, but I thought those three, other than those three, everybody out West was pretty good last year. So I actually have a theory to why California college baseball uh, took a little dip, you know, last 15 10 to 15 years yeah. it's because all of the top talent you see going in the first second third round out of high school their best players who are committed to stanford and usc and ucla yeah. they're all just going straight to the pros and like they never get a chance to set foot on campus so these schools kind of get backlogged with recruiting like juco guys out of california last minute in june and july i mean it's hard to compete like that yeah in fact bringing up the usc thing that was one of the things about usc is I said that I might've mentioned their recruiting dropped off, but I was a little mistaken because they were actually signing or getting commitments from guys that were first, second, third exactly. rounders, but they're not going to show up on campus. And the guys that did show up, they, they weren't, as, they weren't as good, obviously. And it just didn't work out. That's one of the things you're right. I think that did happen with a lot of programs out here. And, then, well, uh, and then also like, so I'm originally from Houston, Texas before I went out to Mercer, but I saw yeah. the same thing with the university of Texas. They'd go and sign first and second round guys, you know, obviously going to go play pro ball and then get stuck with, you know, junior college guys coming back, just circling back around in June and July. So, I mean, I saw it with Texas growing up after like that 2009 team that I think lost to LSU. Yeah. 2010 to 2016, it was like they had the best recruiting classes, but they never got those players. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of of the recruiting strategy of learning how to balance your recruiting class with draft picks and, you know, lay rounders or even guys just, projectability guys that you know they're not going to be drafted which is most most college guys are not getting drafted yeah so it's like i mean like miami had the same thing they always had the top they have five guys in the top you know 50 picks yeah i'm a miami fan so i read all the i follow all them on twitter i read all that stuff and everyone's complaining and bitching and complaining about and i'm like hey their fault they're going after the best guys and it's hard not to and then you're like where the hell are they yeah, that, that's one of the things of our sport that I really hate compared to 
college football or college basketball, we'll have these guys that are, are signed. And at the last second, you know, they pull the rug out from money and go pro. You can't help it a lot of times. And, and then you also have guys that you've been recruiting for, you know, three or four years, and then they get really good and they go in the top five or 10 rounds of the draft and they're, they're, they're out of here. So that's one of the things, it's just one of the quirks and things I don't like. I wish it was our sport didn't have it, but we're stuck with it. We kind of don't have a choice. You know, I want the one, I want, I want the basketball one year rule in baseball. Just one and Try done. It. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd be all right with that too. I, I think, uh, but then again, kind of rounding it into what we're talking about as far as this year, I think we are going to see some of the best talent that we've ever seen. I know For Ken, sure. right, you guys talked about that. I'm sure the other night or, or, or have with other people, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be some bitching talent on the fields this year. That's There's going to sure. be guys that are sitting <laughs> yeah. on the bench that would have played at any other year. And it's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how it turns out. I, I I'm thinking at the off season because of that, Ben, I think the off season is going to be just mass transferring of, ti- of the, kids. The transfer, transfer portal is going to be at an all time high, which is going to be yeah, unbelievable gonna, to keep. They're going to fill up a superdome right. with those transfer portal people. <laughs> exactly. Right. I meant to ask you earlier, how'd you come up with the name Stitchhead? Uh, shit, how was that? I think I saw it. I, I think I saw it on a t-shirt at, in the college world, at the college world series, like in the early two thousands, somebody had a t-shirt on that said something about stitch head. And I was just like, Oh, that is kind of cool name. And, and Mark Etheridge always used the, always used the phrase seam head, seam head. Um, for seams. And, and yep. so, yeah, I kind of, so I kind of, it's kind of borrowed interest from those two things, Mark Etheridge's word and this kid, this kid that was wearing a t-shirt. I just hope that t-shirt doesn't come back and become real popular and, you know, make me, you know, look like an asshole for stealing it from <laughs> them. So whoever, whichever ba- baseball company had that phrase on their shirt. So, it's probably yeah. trademarked somewhere, but yeah, whatever. It probably is. But, you know, I couldn't help myself but when i when i was try- i was just trying to like picture i could do i don't think you have a profile picture or whatever and i was just like trying to picture what does this guy look like you know and literally i thought bald head guy you know with some <laughs> like some like tattoos or something so i got 50 percent right you basically it's, it's look like, like uh, you look like howie mandel almost like glasses bald head oh oh where did he go did we just piss him off <laughs> I hope he comes back. No way. <laughs> no way. Oh, man. I hope his internet just cut out. We're leaving this on the podcast, by the way. No way. He just left. I'm, I didn't think that was bad. Oh, my gosh. Did you just, did you just, I think he might have just uh, made him mad. What if he just like sends us a message on Twitter? Is like, yeah, you guys, I mean, suck. the timing, the timing was impeccable. <laughs> oh, I here said, we go. Oh, and I'm going to hit him. What? Hold on. He's coming. Oh, he's back. Damn it, dude. I thought we pissed him off and he left. <laughs> Start video. Dude, oh, we, we oh, my God. We thought we pissed you off and you left. We were like, oh, my God. We love this drama. What the <laughs> hell just happened? <laughs> Howie Mandel, Mandel was offensive. That was the last. That's right. I, I was so offended by Howie Mandel. Uh, like, yeah. I'm, we're not kidding. We thought for sure we offended you. We're like, oh, my God. I think he hates us. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't call me bull from night court Fuck. <laughs> god i could see that too are um, we back on again or what we're back on we're recording baby so uh we'll just no. we'll, we'll cut I back bet. into it so um let's no, uh, look let, what he did he can't, he went and made another drink that's why he's full again full yep. more this time <laughs> so let's uh let's kind of change topics here and uh i want to talk about something that i think will grow the game of college baseball more than anything and yeah. that's and that's college baseball gambling if if Las Vegas 
put up Las Vegas, like, you know, gambling lines every Friday, Saturday, Sunday for maybe not every game, but most of the big games, like big conferences, stuff like that. <laughs> that would grow the sport because there are millions of degenerate gamblers out there oh, yeah. who would sit there and watch every game, every pitch, just to have action on something. I've never, I've never thought about that. I guess that's just goes to show you how wholesome I am. I mean, I mean, I mean, think about it. You take Holy Cross minus half a run, and you're sitting there watching Holy Cross on ESPN three on a Tuesday night, thinking, "The hell am I watching?" But I got money on it. I got to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. We would all turn into Art Schleister at that point. If, um, you guys might be too young to know that that reference, but um, uh, I didn't get it. Yeah, no, no he's former Ohio former Ohio State quarterback. He got busted for uh, having a really bad gambling problem anyway. Uh, but yeah, you're, you got people like that. That'll bet on just about anything, including like how long the national anthem lasts for super bowl. Oh, yeah. They're going to bet on college baseball. That's a very good point. Never thought about that before. Especially, especially with all of like the ESPN plus coverage out there. And like, you know, you got different conferences having their own streaming sites. They, they would find the games to watch. There's somewhere oh, yeah. to watch every game. Yeah. And by default, they would start knowing more about us, know more about our sport and they'd read, they need to read stuff like my crap that I put out there to get research to more, yep. more about it. So. Hey, they will pay $5 a month just to read your shit to get, so they can get extra money on the gambling line. Because think about it. Oh, dude, does join Friday night, mortal lock. Mississippi yeah. State's going to win. They're going to give up two rides kind of thing. Yeah. I, I think, I think although, it needs to happen. <laughs> yeah. Although, Dimitri, I will say, I doubt people would pay more dollars more dollars to read my crap. But that's the only thing I'll argue with you if, about. It, but hold on, hold on. If they say $5 to read Eric Soren's insider scoop on UCLA, so <laughs> I can make $100 tomorrow night, they'll do it. For sure. Okay. You do have a point there. I was yeah. just doing that self deprecating. If you have any type of financial logic, Pay five to make a hundred. That's a ninety-five dollar profit. That's a great return. <laughs> Welcome to Dimitri's financial hour here. Um, Damn it! You didn't tell me there'd be math involved. Crap. If you get Dimitri going a little bit longer, he'll start talking about Dogecoin and how it's going to take off to the moon. No, 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 no. Is that a I Bitcoin do, type uh, thing? Yeah. One thing okay. with Dogecoin, I turned on Elon Musk <laughs> tweet notifications when he tweets about it. I go buy and then I sell an hour later. I've been doing it for the past six months. And that's how yep. we can afford our big, nice houses in Georgia. Yeah, I was about to say, you guys are looking pretty palatial <laughs> I mean, there. I mean, I? big, nice houses. I mean, you heard me the other night, Ben. My mom started saying nighty-night in the middle of my freaking podcast. <laughs> yes. Mom, you're embarrassing me. The exact, that's exactly what happened. You're not, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> but so now that we're on the topic of, like, growing the game, um, that's what we're all about is just growing the game. Like, what kind of, like, suggestions would you have to, like, kind of grow the sport of college baseball, make it a little bit more popular amongst the, uh, the people in this country? Because I think it's a great product. And I think it's something that if people took the time to watch and, like, appreciate, they would love it, you know? So yeah. you, got any, you got any ideas on the top of your head that you maybe um, get off your chest? It's, it's, it's always been kind of a thing with, with me to, I, I think, get it in the inner city, try, try not to make uh, – well, we're doing the Lord's work, trying to make baseball not so boring. Right. But, you know, because it is – let's face it, it's kind of a boring game. It's not really it's not really a sexy or cool kind of game for younger for younger generation and all that. But that would be one way. And, and kind of more tie-ins with the major leagues too. Because um, major league baseball has always kind of treated college baseball like crap for the most part. It's gotten better the last few years, especially well, now. But Just like look shit. at how they treat their minor Absolute leaguers. Shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> they can't point, even treat their own minor take. leaguers that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think a few more tie-ins, like they having that that pro game at, at uh, TD Ameritrade Park was really cool. And I love that they, the colleges 
uh, or that the pros are now letting these college teams play a lot of a lot of games in their home stadiums, at, like you know, in, in right. Houston and, and all. That. I, I like that part of it. I think that's helping, and uh, but it's done pretty well as far as like getting more and more out there. With you were just talking about a holy, you know, people can see. <laughs> I almost said a holy cow game. People can see a holy cross game on a Tuesday night now on ESPN Plus or something like that. I think that's been really good for the game for is, sure. is uh, all that TV stuff. But yeah, there's a couple things that they could do a little bit better job of and marketing it to, to the more of the inner city type and, and to, and to non-traditional type areas because baseball, especially with like travel teams and those snobs, those that baseball can be such a, it can be such a, an expensive sport almost. For sure. like it's getting to where like golf and tennis, which I'm, I'm not really too hip about, you know? Yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm the same way. Um, but there's ways to do it though. For sure. For sure. So let's go back. Let's take a step back here. How long have you been working officially for D1 Baseball? Uh, somehow I've kept that gig for all seven years that they've been in uh, been in business. Because so I was going to say, I remember being like, it was like my senior year of high school, or maybe my freshman year of college. And, uh, you know, reading all the articles and like following you guys on Twitter. Like I've followed you on Twitter for at least the last five or six years. And uh, <laughs> I've always thought you. you've brought such a great personality to the game on social media. Um, you interact with your fans really well. And like, that's what we've always appreciated you. So I guess whenever we got connected with you this year, um, whenever you like quote tweeted one of our tweets, I was like, oh my God, why have I never thought about getting him on the show? Like this is amazing. He's a perfect. <laughs> that's player. right. I've been so offended that I haven't been on the show. So I had to beg my way on. <laughs> yeah, the, the first time, the first time he quoted one of our tweets, Ben texted me and was like, does this guy hate us? Or like, like he like he trying to be funny us? when we were talking about, <laughs> um what was it we something it was something about fan uh, shout outs we were a we're shout getting... out on the podcast or something like that and you were like oh, oh wait healing boost my ego like make me feel better <laughs> that's right that's right that was just a, that wasn't too long ago that's right yeah, yeah. and i was like, I that's how it I was like what is this guy talking about i thought you like might have had beef with us i was like oh god please no not him like oh there's, no there's no, like no. three people i want to avoid having beef with it's like you eric sim uh, i don't know if you know him but the king yeah. of Chico, he calls it and then uh Obviously, Kendall Rogers. We don't want to be on his bad side. So, well, don't worry. You guys got off my shit list just in time. I tell you. So, good. Oh, thank God. <laughs> good, <laughs> now, good. yeah, having me on really helped. And again, the extra pay helps too. So, I appreciate it. But for sure. No, I don't know. I don't know how it hasn't worked out. I guess. I guess I'm a little bit of a snob on social media. So, no, we love. Not it. My apologies, guys. No, we love it. I just thought maybe I was like, oh, maybe he does hate us. But um, no. that's good to know. Good to know that you. No, don't I like what us. you guys are putting out there. It does. I mean, sure, you guys is going to take my job eventually i'm going to be pissed at you but for the time being i love what you guys are doing for the sport that's cool yeah. we'll, we'll actually uh when we become rich millionaires and all that through this we'll, we'll wait, we'll wait, wait. do you believe in best talent playing or seniority because with best talent we might take a job sooner yeah <laughs> shit, that's true i'm clean i'm clinging on to that seniority thing yeah that's all i'm saying for sure for sure well um I, i'm out of questions dimitri oh, you got well, i was gonna say was i have so me and ben have been doing last year and the year before we do we pick five series for the weekend and we pick we do a pick them and at the end of the year we put our all our records together and see who picked the most series right you basically two out of three who went to series right yeah but we've got our five series here and i don't think ben even knows the five i don't series even know I'm going just, in blind. i picked them about 20 minutes ago yeah and i think it would be perfect for week one you make the picks with us you're our celebrity no. guest week one so I know. I feel like this. I feel like I'm sitting next to Lee Corso on the set of Game <laughs> so, Day. So, 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 week one, you're going to be our guy. Bitching. And I like it. <laughs> so, we've got our five series here: Miami at Florida. Oh, that's Santa a Santa Clara at Santa Barbara. Mm -hmm. 
Louisiana Tech at Notre Dame, mm. Kansas State at Oregon State, and Liberty at Campbell. Okay. All right. So, I'll, so, I'll go first. I'll go first. Right. Miami I'm, at Florida. I'm taking Florida all day, every day. Hmm. Why? Uh, because I think they're the best team by far, and you cannot compete with that starting rotation. Besides maybe like Vanderbilt. Tommy Mays, Leftwich, and I'm I'm so not remembering. Marco or no? Sunday guy. Yeah, anyway. But you know, you know what the crazy thing is? Miami cannot be Florida. They do this every year, and they cannot win the damn series. <laughs> well, the, the other problem is they have to travel up north in, in, in Gainesville – where the last time I went to a Miami, Florida series was in Gainesville. And it was really, it really was the coldest game I think I've ever been to. It was the opening weekend a couple of years back. <laughs> it was two years ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Was it that? Okay. And it was freezing ass. And I was just thinking to myself while I was there, I was like, this is fucking Florida. How is it so cold here of all places? The stadium was ugly too. Oh yeah. Yeah. But Keith and stay yeah, that was kind of a butt ugly stadium. I, I'd like, I'd like ugly. to, I'm glad they got a new one going up, but if you guys want my pick. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a no brainer. I have to go with Florida just because I have them number one in my preseason top 25. So I kind of have to, I kind of have to make sure that I live up to what I, what I predict is going to happen. So yeah, I'm going to go with Florida too. Opening up brand new stadium as well. Exactly. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Dimitri, you going I'm, Miami I'm, or what? I'm going with Miami. Like, yeah, I know I'm going with Miami. I think yeah. I think I think Toral and um, Adrian Del Castillo. I think this is the year that those those guys might be first team All Americans. One or the other. I don't know how where the chances are both of them doing it. Oh, so they could both unrealistic. do it. But Miami lost a couple guys last year to the draft. But I think they're just as deep as most teams. You know how it is. Your mid-majors are going to be deep as well, too. Yeah. The last, like, three or four years, you finally got to see Miami get their swagger back. I think they were lacking that for a long time. Yeah. And you could really see the guys, like, flowing flowing well together. And they look the part, man. They had the, the gear on, the swag, the chains, the extra wristbands. <laughs> That's when you know Miami's doing good. So. But I hate Adidas, dude. I, I love Adidas, but I hate Adidas and Nike. I love Adidas, Nike but I hate Adidas. Miami. <laughs> Miami is Nike. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I was like, and plus, Gina Damari is a great recruiter. Like, Mike, Rooney's, Mike Rooney is always talking about what a great recruiter he is. And so you knew he was going to bring the talent there. You knew that he For was sure. going to – you kind of figured he was going to get them back uh, somewhat to what they used to be. And now, now they are. But I'm yeah, I, I'm with you, Ben. I don't. I see too many the, – just the weekend rota rotation losses that they took – Sure, they're going to have great players come back, and they're going to have uh, guys fill in. But this is the first weekend of the the first weekend of the entire season, so they're going to be. We got two Gators. Out. We got two Gators yeah. and a Hurricane. All right, Santa Clara at UTSB at Santa Barbara. Uh, I'll go first again. Uh, I actually don't know much about either team, so I'm not going to pretend like I do. Um, <laughs> just going off the the names alone, I'm going to go with the Gauchos, uh, just because you know I think that what they're building over there is something special, and uh, I think that what they go like. 15 and two or 15 and three last year before the season yeah, got 13 cut short. And two. 13 and two. Yeah. I mean, we had them, we do a mid-major poll every week. So mid-major top 25 and it was them in Long Beach state one and two, I think for the, pretty much the whole season. So yeah, um, I'm going with the gauchos. Well, this is, this is actually one series. I'll be able to go to one of the games at this weekend. I'm going up there on Saturday and uh, just thought I'd tell you the drive up Pacific Coast Highway, highway does not suck, too. So that's also kind of cool. <laughs> oh, I, I want to do it so badly. I want to go <laughs> Pacific Coast. Um, well, you better do it now during COVID. Otherwise, the traffic's horrible and, just, and you're going to be pissed. But no, that's but, a great point. <laughs> but uh, uh, Santa Barbara, just a bit of trivia. Uh, they, they led the nation in ERA last year, 1.84. Yep. 
And they weren't playing pansy teams either. They went up to Oregon State and swept three from Oregon State, which Oregon State had a bad record. But you do remember they played Mississippi State this close down in, in Starkville also. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, this one's a no-brainer. I, Santa Barbara is – they could have – now put could in these kind of air quotes – could have as good of a rotation as anybody in the country um, that nobody really knows about. So I, yeah, that that's kind of a no brainer. I do like Santa Clara's gotten gotten better over the last few years, but yeah, this is Santa Barbara's deal here. I'm for one reason and one reason only. I played with a guy from Santa Barbara, and now as soon as it's time for me to say his name, I don't remember it, and I'm really <laughs> pissed off now. Um, oh my god. Oh my God! I play. Okay. I talk to him all the time. One of my lefty from Santa Barbara, um, Hockamy, Justin Hockamy. Oh, he's on the staff there. Yeah, yeah, he's coaching there. Oh my God! I, I was about to get so mad if I couldn't remember. But <laughs> Hockamy is a good friend of mine. Really good pitcher. You know, he had a quick little career in pro ball and went back to Santa Barbara. Is um, your boy Donegal Fergus still there, Dimitri? Or did he, oh, he, moved, he moved on uh, Washington or Washington State or something like that? I think I can't remember where he went to. Actually, yeah. Berg, uh, Donegal went to. Uh, Donegal with that Washington. He went. He's at Santa Barbara, hitting coach. He? No, I think. I he think. Left. I think. I think he moved on though. I think he. Went oh, on. No, he did. He did move on. Yeah, we had him. I on. He, he came on the show year one. He was like our fourth or fifth guest, and he was awesome. No, he's a good dude. Did the interview um, in his car on his cell phone, like shaking the camera and everything. But he was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he's with the Twins now. Yep, hitting coordinator. Oh, with that's the twins. right. That's right. Oh, is that where he? Okay, I yeah. thought it was another college yeah. job. Yep. For By the way. Hey, you I might met see him. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, one more thing about Ferg. I met him actually in Ireland when I played for the Greek national team, and he was the head coach of Ireland. Jeez, really? And uh, he that's looks how I met him. He looks the part. <laughs> I mean, dude, like he does he speak Gaelic and everything? <laughs> what does he speak Gaelic? I don't think he does. I think he was there for his baseball expertise, in which is okay. okay. Red gotcha. Beard, Fergus. I think he passed a part on the eye test for Irish. For sure. All right. Louisiana wait, Tech. Wait, did you day. make a pick, Dimitri? Yeah. What's your pick? I took Santa Barbara for my oh, guy. Okay. Hockamy. That's right. That's right. Okay. I'm right. If you guys see me looking down, it's because I'm writing these down. And I'm I am too. To see how we do. Because I know you guys are. So I'm going to well, write them down. You will the same post time. them on social media, on Twitter with a little graphic, you know, make it look pretty, all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Louisiana Tech at Notre Dame. I hate Notre Dame sports. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> I don't know why I hate them. I think I just grew up hating them. So I'm going Louisiana Tech. I actually had a couple buddies from high school that played there, and uh, that was four or five years ago. But um, they just got a brand new stadium. Uh, they had that other one ripped down from a tornado that came through, and that yeah. field looked sweet. So I'm going Louisiana Tech all day. La yeah. Tech. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, this is one of those things where it's, it's, you know, if this series was played in May, it might be a little different because Notre Dame, uh, would be able to have more practices they prior to, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, you got to go with Louisiana Tech. Uh, although they're getting, they're getting Notre Dame type weather there right now, obviously. Oh, I know. Snow, like six that? inches of snow. Yeah. Why the hell, why the hell are they going to South Bend? <laughs> Wait, is that, is that up in South Bend? Yeah. Literally, right. literally, uh, Louisiana Tech at Notre Dame. Oh, because I think it might be because Louisiana Tech's field's not 100% ready yet. I Maybe. guess that might be the case then. I thought it was, though. All right, I thought now it was really Louisiana confused. Tech. No, okay. Well, you see how Either organized way, we are on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Um, what about you, Dimitri? I'm, I'm, going, I'm going with Notre Dame. Yeah. I don't like Notre Dame either, but I think 
they return a lot. I mean, one of their guys, the Greek guy, Nick Cavadas, he was, I think he was top two in the, in the country in home runs last year, top three in the country in home runs last year. He's back. Um, Notre Dame also has a couple other guys that are really good hitters. I think Notre Dame just talent-wise just wins it. Practice-wise, yeah. La Tech might look like the better team. But I think just purely off talent, I think Notre Dame Well, if there's the one thing that's guaranteed, it's that Notre Dame has been hitting the cages nonstop for the last six weeks. So hey, they'll be ready to hit. Those baseballs <laughs> look like beach balls when you're in a cage yeah. all, all winter. Yep. That's true. Well, you have to also keep in mind, Notre Dame was 11-2 and two last year. They were, they, so were they, were nothing, they were nothing to sniff at. And mm-hmm. and I think they're going to they're gonna give the ACC a good run for its money this year. I really look forward to seeing how they do. Uh, in in the conference this year, um, but yeah, that, so if yeah, this might be one, this might be a pick I regret. All right, well, I hope you regret it because that means I got the right pick, <laughs> <laughs> and you win the free turkey. That's right, Kansas State at Oregon State. All right. Oh boy. Um, so this one I'm kind of torn at. I, I had I had a pick in mind. I was going to go with Oregon State, but Kendall Rogers talked us up about. Uh, I just blanked on the guy's name from Kansas State, but oh, Wicks. Uh, Wicks, yes. Yeah. He's going to win Friday night, and then they just have to win one of the next two. I, I'm going to switch my pick up. I'm going to say Kansas State and give the Big Twelve some love. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, that kid's that kid's something else. Apparently, I I hope to get a chance to see him uh, pitch this year, but. Uh, this is a sucker's bet. You guys are you guys are underestimating the left coast once again. Uh, <laughs> Oregon, I, I think Oregon State's that that aberration. What was it? Five and nine last year. That aberration. It's not going to last this year. They're going to be back and they'll be case. They'll be case state. I like although I just what you were talking about. Wicks is a is a bitch in Friday mm-hmm. night guy, and I like what Coach Hughes has done there. Um, Pete Hughes, a really really great guy. I like that guy a lot. Um, uh, he's, uh, he's done good. He's got done a good job there. So I don't mean to demean what the Wildcats are going to be this year, but suckers bet Oregon suckers state, <laughs> Oregon yeah. state. Um, you know, I became a fan of, or, I mean, Oregon state, I mean, growing up, that was the team was, that was the, that was the Vanderbilt of the late 2000, you know, yeah. 2000. that was, yeah, that's Oregon true. State was, and I just loved their orange and black Mercer with orange and black. I just, I don't know why I just love the combo and, but last year, I actually watched the Oregon State Mississippi State series. And, oh, yeah. Um, I wasn't there, but I watched every game. And uh, for Oregon State with that Chamberlain dude, Christian Chamberlain, I yeah. watched him throw again. And I was like, dude, I love this guy. He was a <laughs> short guy with some velo, and just he just has so much energy. So I'm going with, uh, but he got drafted. But I'm, I think I'm going with Oregon State. I think they're coming. There's no way these guys have two down years in a row. Yeah, I, I agree. And Kevin Abel coming back for Oregon State. Let's see. That. That's going to be kind of a really interesting thing to see how he does after not pitching for two years now. That's right. Um, because he pitched so yeah. in the College World Series. What was that? Um, 2018. 2018. Wait. That's right against Arkansas. And yeah. then, yeah. Wow. He was that's... hurt, correct? Yeah. Yeah. He had he had Tommy John and set up. And he wasn't 19. ready last year for the beginning and of the year. Still wasn't ready yet. They were thinking maybe they might have him late in the year, yep. April and May, of course, and it didn't happen. But so yeah, he's going to be one of the interesting storylines to kind of follow this year and see how see how his uh, arm looks now. Now is he related to uh, is it Mick Abel that got drafted like in the first? Yeah. Game? Okay. He is. Yeah, they're, they're yeah they're brothers. Wow, talented and family. <laughs> Oregon State didn't get that one, unfortunately. Whatever happened to first round pick? Controversial pitcher from Oregon State 
that had you know the allegations. Uh, we don't mention that on the podcast, Dimitri. Well, I, I just want I'm just curious, <laughs> you know, what happened to him. We we could talk about that off air. <laughs> I'll okay. fill him in. I'll fill him in, Eric. <laughs> All right, fine. Is he, is he still playing? Is um, indie ball or something? I don't. I don't know. We can look it up later. I want to say he went overseas somewhere to play last I heard, but since we're not going to talk about it, I guess I won't say anything more. About I mean, it. I mean, I didn't know Ben with the content police over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. A weird story. Final Dimitri, you, went, you went with Oregon State, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Final series. Liberty Final at Campbell. I think it's a really underrated mid-major matchup. This matchup I actually started looking forward to because when we started this podcast back in 2019, me and James Berry, who also used to co-host the show, we were big, big, big Liberty fans. We loved what they were doing over there. Um, but this matchup, you just you look at it, and I feel like they play ten times a year, but I guess they don't. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to defer. I'm going to defer to the second half. I'm going to see what you guys pick, and I think I'm going to go with a different answer because I'm okay. I'm torn fifty fifty right now. Well, I I really dig Scott Jackson, the the head coach. Um, he he reached he reached out to me when he was an assistant at North Carolina. And I've loved that guy ever since. So if I pick against him, he'll be pissed at me. <laughs> I'm going to pick Liberty. But I, I agree with you, though, Dimitri. This is really kind of off the radar. Such a cool series. And both yeah. these teams can be really good this year. Uh, probably don't get enough love uh, just because, you know, they're funny named teams. You know, one's a soup and one's a, a feeling of freedom. <laughs> so, so I, I, but I think both teams are going to be really good. I think, I think this is a, a – I, I, it's interesting you pick this series – uh, for this for this contest, but yeah, I will go. I will go with Liberty. Liberty, it is the flame. Liberty. I actually my first ever recruiting visit was to Liberty. Oh, beauty! And um, was that before they had their new stadium up or no? Way before. Toman yeah, was okay. still there. Toman was still there. They still had their little oh, stadium down the hill. Love that guy. Um, and I got there, and I was and actually two of my really good friends both went to Liberty. Um, but. When I got there, I was like, this place is sweet, man. This is like, I've never heard this school, you know, Christian school, but they had, they had unbelievable amount of money. And yeah. Was, I mean, oh, I think yeah. there was five different buildings being built on campus when I was there. <laughs> and I was like, we're like, they're just building and building and building. And they had an yeah. artificial snowboarding mountain and people oh. go snowboarding up there in the summer, in the spring, summertime. But anyway. Gary Falwell's wealthy, man. He was a rich man. He could have done anything yeah. with that, with that uh, I need to. I need to become an evangelist. Damn. And this is just a <laughs> little fact about Liberty that I'm not going to say it changed my decision, but I like to tell people that it makes it for a better story. Cool. But they said you couldn't wear shorts to class, <laughs> and you couldn't and you couldn't wear sweatpants to class and stuff like that. They had a little dress code, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. And they said you know girls can't be in your dorm room after nine, ten o'clock. And you would have um, never. So that was that why problem, I didn't go so there. It's not actually why I didn't go there, but it played a factor in my decision. But anyway, back to the series. Yes. I like Campbell. I think Campbell. Whoa. That's not where I thought you were going. <laughs> uh, I have a friend there who is the director of player development. Um, Chris uh, Jordan Stampler. He came from uh, a Division two school, and he. I've been just seeing the thing they're doing for player development in terms of data and all that stuff. And they've got. I think they've got six coaches, all with really important roles, not just. BP thrower, assistant hitting coach who just feeds balls in the cage and throws BP. Like they're they have roles, yeah, determined roles, and that's what they're getting paid for. And I'm going to go with Campbell. I think they're going to be really good this year in the years to come. Yeah, and speaking of, they've got a new stadium too. So yeah, both these programs. 
upgrading. Of, All right. A lot ben, of development. Now you're the deciding vote. I know I am. And uh, so you're right. Both, both teams just got beautiful new stadiums and they both have in the last four or five years really turned the programs around into like legitimate mid-major contenders. Um, and so I think I'm going to make my pick based off of what day this podcast is coming out. It's coming out on hump day and I'm taking the camels yeah. of Liberty or it's not a Liberty of Campbell. <laughs> there you go. I'm taking now, here's, hump the thing. Day. here's the thing I like about this contest, looking at what, what we got, we've got a lot of different picks from all of us. And it seems like every one of our picks had to do with somebody we know at the school that we yeah. were like, that would get angry at us if we didn't pick them. So this, uh, this, this kind of where it works out. Hey, that's how it all works. Hey, they say, they say wherever the, the money is coming or wherever the contacts are coming, that's kind of influencing your decision, whether it's sports, politics. Yeah. So I think this is a good example of that. There you go. We needed oh, cool. a little bit of, uh, we needed the headgear, that the Lee Corso headgear that we could have put oh, on. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Woody Page, Woody Page would love to do that. <laughs> oh, Random <laughs> act of kind, acts of kindness. Oh, yeah. Look at that expression on Woody Page's face, too. Yes, always, sir. <laughs> always looks like he's just about to take a crap. <laughs> anyway. Right. Well, Eric, man, it's been a pleasure. We have to get you back on the show in the middle of the season sometime. Oh, um, yeah. No, gotta, this is cool. Yeah, no, I don't we, know that I'll ever get to Atlanta, so I guess I can't say I'd do it in person with you guys after all, like I originally did on Twitter. But I'm glad I did that little throwaway line that you guys glommed onto and thought I was pissed at Oh, my you, God. So. That was amazing. We're leaving that in the podcast. Cool. This has been fun. <laughs> For sure. Hey, and, we uh, might, hey, ben, we might just throw that out there, you know, some clickbait content. Yeah. Uh, Eric You'll never believe what Eric happened during this interview. Stream after getting compared to, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Oh, oh uh, Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel. <laughs> I stormed off the set, as yes. they like to say. <laughs> Very uh, dramatic. But um, anyways, Eric, uh, I just want to uh, shout your Twitter out if our fans don't already follow you. It's at Stitch, S-T-I-T-C-H underscore head, H-E-A-D. Yep. You guys go give Eric a follow. He is hilarious on Twitter. Click just... there often and send money when you can yeah, to it, you. Uh, his Venmo is probably something very similar. PayPal, probably something similar. So you guys <laughs> go ahead and send him money so we can get him back on the show. Uh, but, man, it was, a, it was a freaking pleasure of ours. Thank you again for doing this. Uh, you're welcome back on anytime. Anytime you yeah, want. Yeah, a little slice of hey. heaven. I, I can dig it, guys. Thanks for sharing the pod hey, waves. I appreciate got, it. If you got some hot take or some cursing you just want to air out, you know, let go some steam about something college baseball, yeah. DM us and we'll have you on that night. Wait, are, you guys, are you guys on every day? How often do you guys do these things? Uh, we do three a week uh, once the season starts. Right now we're doing one to two a week, but every, yeah. uh, let's see, sun, or Sunday night going into Monday, Tuesday night going into Wednesday, and Friday night going into Saturday. So three times a week. Beauty. All right. I'll, uh, I'll shake your tree again later on. That's well, cool. Let's do it. Um, all right, man. Thanks, <laughs> you guys. Hey, Much appreciate, appreciate it. it. Appreciate it. All right. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. I know you did. Uh, Stitchhead was was a great person and he's a great friend of ours now. Like he's already tweeted at us and DM'd us and said he loved coming on the show. Seemed like we had very similar visions, don't you think, Dimitri, Dimitri as far as, uh, you know, what our brands are like in college baseball. Kind of like serious, but not too serious. Uh, trying oh, yeah. to tap into I mean, a different market, you know. I mean, he came on the show with a, with a whiskey drink on the rocks. Um, came on, just talked about shits and giggles about stories he had college baseball santa barbara west coast um ucla i I did i really liked his i guess i would say more in-depth breakdown of usc um, yeah because i've always been so confused about what the hell is going on in la with the trojans and he, he he broke that down pretty good 
What are you editing right now? I hear you clicking your mouse a lot. I'm not editing anything. <laughs> you, whatever you're doing, you looked focused, and I hope you're playing like a video game or something because you were. I am not. You were locked in for a second. I was actually reading up on something for the future of the show. Oh, so like from d1baseball.com? Nope. Our friends over there? Oh, okay. <laughs> they would like us to be on their website. Yeah. Now that I, between Kendall Rogers and Eric Sorensen, I feel like they both liked us. Feel like we built a little connection there, and that's what we like. We like interviewing people on Zoom, I guess, because we can't do anything else because of COVID. I like but putting a face on somebody. I for like sure. seeing them. People are just different on Twitter versus in real life, and it, it makes it makes it way more fun. So, um, but Dimitri, without further ado, let's go ahead and just break down our top twenty-five. Um, preseason top 25 and we are gonna say before we release this please don't yell at us please don't get mad at us i will tell you this right now we spent not a lot of time on this we kind of went off gut feeling because we think personally and we've been very open to this for the last three years preseason polls are so stupid but they're necessary because it does build some hype up in the season but they are so stupid i would be shocked to see if we got in like probably if 10 of these 25 teams finish the season in the top 25, like around the same position, I would be shocked. <laughs> let me, just let me never clarify. Know. Let me clarify. Go for Our it. top 25, three weeks from now is going to be more true, more research, more developed. For sure. Cause we have stats accurate. to back it up. Yes. We take, I agree. We take pride in our top 25, but the preseason one is all just on paper. I mean, look, it's, look at it's how like many gut name feeling. Brand. Yeah, it's gut it's feeling, a, name brands, hype. Everything is, it's all just hype. So what our top 25 is the combination of. What they did last year and what we think they're going to do this year based off the people that they lost. And maybe a little comedy mixed in there. We yeah, won't say what comedy, but maybe we will reveal why. Like, we for them. example, like if we were picking between 13 and 14 and or 14 and 15, and it was like, oh, do we want Florida State or Georgia Tech ranked like pretty even on paper? Well, you know what? Florida State probably has more attractive girls. So let's go ahead and bump them up a spot. It's like that kind of stuff. <laughs> yep. For preseason. For preseason. For pre-season. Yes, right, asterisks for preseason. So here we go, Ben. Dimitri, I actually don't have it pulled up on my screen, so just uh, go for it, man. <laughs> I'll chime in when necessary. It's all you, big dog. Wow, that that is that that that's that's not that's not good. I'm 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 kind of like surprised that you were not on top of this one. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm not prepared. Anyways, coming live from Gainesville, we have the Florida Gators number one. They're this is no brainer. They're the best team in the country. Tommy Mays, Judd Fabian, and Jack Leftwich are just a few of their. I'm going to use the big word here: plethora of just. Studs there is on that no team. way you know what that word means. Plethora, just a large amount, an abundance of. It's, it's pronounced. Variety. Pleth- it's it's <laughs> it's pronounced plethora. Plethora, plethora. <laughs> That's why I love you, Dimitri. That shit is so funny. Plethora. You know, hey, you know what I meant? That's the point. If I if you know what I'm trying to say, that means it's good enough. That sounds like a dinosaur that went extinct like eight million <laughs> years ago. The plethora. Anyway, okay. So Florida, that number one. They're the uh, best team in the country. They're, I know who number two is because I advocated for him. Uh I've seen a lot of preseason rankings where Vanderbilt was not ranked two, and it shocked me. 
Um, they're going to win two out of three at least every single series with Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter on the mound. Um, hello? I mean, don't overthink it. Let's keep it simple. And uh, let's let's go ahead and rank them number two. <laughs> at number three, we have UCLA. They return bunch of studs again, just like Florida. They benefited from, you know, their juniors, you know, their fifth to 10th round juniors who are also studs in the college rank that probably would have gone pro, but they stayed. You know how UCLA is. They pump out arms left and right. They pump out so much talent. So we got UCLA at number three. Number four, Texas Tech. Tech, there's no such thing as a top 25 without Texas Tech in the top five or 10. And I'm going to say recently, there's no such thing as a top 10 without Texas Tech. I mean, we've seen them in Omaha at least three times in the last six years, maybe four in the last six. And they're just always there because, and, and I'll tell you, they have a formula that I love. They have studs on the corners in the infield that'll hit 15 homers plus. They got a solid dude behind the plate catching. Um, and then they have three or four guys like Micah Dallas on the mound who are going to throw seven innings, one run every time they set out in the field. It's unbelievable. And plus, I would say one of the top home field playing team, like when they're playing at home, you just don't beat them. You don't beat them at home. And and so I think that goes a long ways. I'm I'm ready to keep tech, uh, Texas Tech in the top eight all season as long as they don't prove me wrong. I mean, don't prove me wrong. But I'm ready to keep them in the top eight all year because I think this is another Omaha team for them. In fact, I'm going to use the G word. I'm going to guarantee a Omaha appearance this year from Texas Tech. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I, I, mean, I said it. I mean, Texas Tech, just, they perfected it. They perfected. Tadlock perfected what they want to do. Yep. One of, right. one of, he's, Tadlock is one of the like five coaches – that I've never met before, never spoken to, never even tweeted at, but I'd go to war for him. Him, Tony Vitello, and I'm trying to think of a few more off the top of my head. Um, Sam Houston State. I don't know if, if where he is now. Doug's. That guy that gave that interview, just I fell in love with him. Oh, Deggs, Matt Deggs. That's who it is. He's at uh, Louisiana Lafayette, I think now. Yep. Yeah, 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 he is. He's another guy. I mean, and then um, let's see. Off the top of my head, I mean, Wayne, Wayne Graham from Rice was definitely up there until he retired. Um, but there's really not very many that like I have never met that I'm just like, you know what, I'd go to war for that guy. If you gave me a hard hat, I'd put it on and go to war for him. Oh, I agree. All right, moving on, number five. Hey, they either hate us or they love us. Mississippi State. Their weekend rotation is by far and away – the third best in the SEC. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, and, and, and you say that. You say that like, oh, they're only the third best. It's probably the third best in the SEC and the third best in the country. I know. Isn't that just sickening how much of a like a chokehold the SEC has on college baseball? I mean, I mean it's, but it's the truth. Like, at least in our opinions, it's the truth. And so, uh, yep, Mississippi State's at number five. And you know what? I think, I think. Mississippi State, Arkansas, and Ole Miss are all bunched up. So, like, Vanderbilt and Florida are a tier above. I agree. Yep. Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Arkansas are all really close. Like, they could be separated, you know, by a bad weekend or anything. Mm -hmm. so, at number six, our first ACC team, Louisville. I like it, Louisville. I actually said it on our second podcast this year. 
that for the third straight year, I'm going to predict a Louisville national championship. They're going to win the college world series. They have the highest paid coach in college baseball. Um, and it, it just feels like they're due. Like they just hang around in Omaha every year. They go like one and two, two and two. We just have not seen them take that extra leap. But if there's a year to do it, it's this year. And I, th- I again, I, I like Louisville a lot. Look out for Alex Benellis. Uh, probably Alex Benellis might be one of the best hitters in the country. And he's back fully, yeah, fully healthy this year. I mean, he's a legitimate Golden Spikes award. We, we were just looking at pictures of previous Golden Spikes, me and Dimitri were before the show, and he kind of fits the part. Broad shoulders, like power hitter, not afraid to, you know, he doesn't get cheated in the box, and he's not afraid of anybody he's, he's going up against. It doesn't matter who he's facing. He knows he's the man. But, you know, I feel like he's like kind of, quote, unquote, under the radar. You don't hear the name. How, how long do you hear the name Alex Benellis? Like you hear kumar rocker or you hear judd fabian Kowser, or you yeah. hear the name ethan wilson from south uh i almost said south america <laughs> south alabama <laughs> god man we're our head is just pretzel right, right now coming in at number seven arkansas like we said arkansas mississippi state and all Miss are all right there arkansas um they're a Blue blood SEC team, top who, 10 team. Let me ask you this, Dimitri. Who at Arkansas has the best chance of competing for a Golden Spikes award-winning uh, season? Christian Franklin. Duh. Okay. I like that confidence. Christian Franklin might be a, a top four finalist. Because, I mean, losing Heston Kerstad like they did, who was probably one of the best pure hitters we've seen in college baseball as far as, like, average power, uh, gap to gap. His defense and his is beautiful too. Defense. I mean, he's just a, he's a major league talent. You can just look at him. It doesn't take a scout uh, who's worked forty years in the game to realize that. You just look but, at him and you're like, hey, he fits the part. Hey, don't forget, he basically told Mississippi State to shut up. But, so wait, wait, he's already up one nothing right now. What? <laughs> wait, <laughs> you lost me there. What happened? He told Mississippi State to shut up when they were talking about wearing masks. Come on, Ben. Kerstad did? Christian Franklin. Oh, I was thinking Kerstad. I was like, oh, I missed that. No, you're right. No. (laughs) Yeah, the – who was it? Riley Riley Smith? Riley Self. Or Self, yeah. Put his COVID police badge on. What did did I just say? Riley Smith? Yeah, I don't know where you're at, man. I need to – I'll tell you this. Riley Smith was a stud Juco pitcher when I was in junior college from uh, San Jack. That's why. That guy scarred me for life. Freaking throw me two o two o sliders down the middle. I don't know where you're headed. That it sounds really mushy right now, but I need you to join back. With I us. haven't I haven't gotten any sleep. This is the start of college baseball season. I don't sleep anymore, man. I'm awake. I can sleep when I die. All right. <laughs> All right. I mean that's fine, but you still need to sleep a little bit. Coming in number eight. Guess who's back, Ben? Guess who's back? And I wait. Think I don't have stay. it in front of me. I don't have it in front of me. But let TCU. me guess. TCU. Ah, oh, I was not going to guess TCU. I thought it was going to be Texas. You said who's going to be back? <laughs> no, I. That's why I said it like that because TCU last year disappeared. Well, we like we I guess coming. technically every school kind of disappeared on March fourteenth. Okay, good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> but TCU, we were. Remember, you remember we were like, dude, what the hell is wrong with TCU? They suck. They're back. I think. I think. The depth, I think the COVID year helped them because now they always have good players, but they don't have just by far and away the best player. 
but they're always a team full of 27 guys who are all really good, but they don't yeah. have those guys that are just like, holy shit, he's 1-1 in the draft. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. I mean, they've definitely had guys that like are recognizable, uh, like Luke and Baker uh, a few years ago who – kind of stood out on that team. He didn't really like look like everybody else, but you're right. TC always just has like 25 guys named Johnny, like all the same player, five tool guys that, you know, kind of fly under the radar during the season. But like when you match them up against anybody, they have the chance to beat them every single night. So I agree. Coming in at number nine, hotty toddy, gosh almighty, who the hell are we? Ole Miss at number nine. I think that I personally, I think Ole Miss is ranked a little bit too I guess their number is too high. They're ranked too low. Is that how you say it? Like, I feel like they need to be a lower number than nine. But like Dimitri kind of mentioned, we were kind of jam-packed in there between three and nine, Did or actually really three and ten. Didn't really know what order it went through. And so we just kind of bunched them all together. But, yeah, no, I think Ole Miss is going to be a hell of a team this year. They're going to be just like they were last year, losing the first game of the season to – uh, Reed Detmers in Louisville and then reeling off 16 straight wins with the two of the most swaggy players in college baseball. But, but, but Blondie, Blondie's gone. Sir video. Yeah. Well, I figured he'd be gone. He was a stud at shortstop, but they still have Kale Baker, right? Who uh, I think has COVID right now. So our thoughts and prayers over to Kale Baker. Hopefully. Thoughts and prayers go out to Kale Baker. Actually, you know, I'm going to rephrase that. Thoughts and prayers out to COVID because Kale Baker is going to absolutely smash <laughs> COVID. <laughs> that guy does not care about that. Rest in peace to COVID. He might be the one that we needed to get it. <laughs> cure all yeah, our and, problems. And let us, all, let us know how he beats it. Kale Baker, the vaccine. Right. <laughs> Come at number 10. You see Santa Barbara. That's love, our dogs. I, I they're one of my. I love that. Those team. are our dogs right there. <laughs> Every year, it's just. Hey Ben, I think we have UC Santa Barbara too low. Every year we say that, and we mm-hmm. put them a little higher because they're just a. They're just good, man. They. They. I mean, they just got life last year. Yep. Like now, night games on the beach, they're going to be even better. It's going to be unreal. Um, and we talked a lot about that, about them with uh, Eric Sorensen. So he uh, gave us some good insight on him. He loves the program. So that'll be good. Coming in at number 11, LSU. Jaden, 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 uh, oh my God. Jaden Hill. Yes. I, every, be- hey, listen, Dimitri, if we say Smith one more time on this show, <laughs> we got to just cut the podcast off. <laughs> I, I, I mean, our fans are probably sitting there listening to this right now thinking. It's 1 a.m. Eastern time. We have no plans on going to sleep tonight. Um, we have live. Call- like, <laughs> they're probably sitting there look, listening to this like. How, why do I like these people? Yeah, they, they call everybody Smith. We got Kumar Smith at Vanderbilt. <laughs> Kumar anyways, Smith and, and anyways, Jack Smith at Vanderbilt. We're just going to move on from LSU. They belong at 11. No more questions asked. Um, Alec Box, a really nice stadium. I think that's why we put them there. Number 12, who's really back? Texas is back, baby. Ty Madden on the mound every Friday. Gotta love him. Oh, I thought his name was John Madden. No, it's, it's actually Ty Smith. I just looked <laughs> it up. <laughs> yeah, yes. Ty Madden is back. Um, Jaden Hill, it, bro, they're going to be, I mean, the Clemens brother were the last chance they had of being good and they didn't do anything. 
Uh, but I think I think they're going to be good this year. I mean, Texas might end up being unranked by the end of the season, but right now they belong there. And preseason rank don't matter. They but, don't matter. But they belong. They belong there. Number thirteen, sure. NC State. Wolfpack. Hey, we're not even going to pretend like we know anything about them. I know I looked at their preseason uh, like position rankings, and they had like six guys in the rank, like ranked in the top twenty at their position. So. That was kind of the reason why we put them there. Uh, we figured they had the talent to be there, but again, it's NC State. Don't know. I mean, they've had stud first rounders in the last fifteen years or so coming in every wait, year. Wait, wait, wait! Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Why are you going to expose us like that, dude? I'm not going to pretend like I know anybody from NC State. Like what they look like in the box or what they look like on the mound. I know they look good on paper. I know they look good on paper, and that's all that matters right now in these preseason rankings. But that's they're a team that I'm actually interested in following this year in the ACC because I do think the ACC is going to be tough with teams like Louisville, Miami, Virginia, Notre Dame, uh, who else? Wake Forest, Wake Forest, Duke, even. Uh, okay, okay, we'll just move on from NC State. Great, great program. Number fourteen. I hope they're back. I hope this. I'm not going to say it anymore, but I think South Carolina is here to stay this year. Yeah, I went on a South Carolina podcast with our boy Chris Phillips uh, a couple weeks ago, and I went in as kind of a uh, a seller on that team. I was like, eh, I don't know. We started talking about some of the JUCO bandits they picked up, and oh, started liking them a little bit more. Told me about uh, like the coaching staff was kind of in that position where if they don't get it done this year, then they might be gone. Like it's probably a contract year for them. So I'm a big believer in South Carolina, and I think, I think they're exactly where they want to be in preseason polls, and I'll tell you why. We have them, what, ranked 14th? We do. 14th? Okay. I've seen them anywhere between 14 and, like, 21. That's where you want to be when you're, you know, a mid-tier SEC team. You want to let your players know that people think you're good, but people don't think you're great, right? So you can still have that chip on your shoulder of, we're going to be – we're good, but they don't think we're actually good. And so that's going to help like motivate them in the early part of the season to try to get into that top 10 ranking by sweeping Dayton. I think their first weekend. And after that, I know they have a big series with the Mercer bears. That'll be fun. Our old alma mater going up to Columbia. going to be. I did a not know that. Yeah. Okay. Number 15, Miami. So Miami, that 15 right now, cause there's some question marks on the mound, but offensively they're loaded they're loaded off when i say loaded there's a serious understatement they might be winning a lot of nine eight game ten to eight game eight to seven game but they have um, the bats to do it with alex Terrell and uh adrian, adrian del castillo, castillo. two um, i mean two of them legitimate golden spikes contenders pre on the mound question marks offensively no doubt about it they 15 is perfect for them because they can either go up or go down oh Number yeah 16 well, couldn't they technically stay the same? How much you want to put on it that they're not number 15 at the end of the year, man? <laughs> if I get like 30 to 1 odds, I might take I might, it. But... I, might put a, I might put a very large wager on that. Okay. <laughs> number 16, Tennessee. Good Those baseball my team. Dogs. My um, dogs. I'm, I'm buying Tennessee Volunteers this year. Undefeated? Yeah, not losing a game. With uh, go ahead and Venmo me that five dollars as soon with, as you can. With John Smith on the map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Let's let's get a little more serious again. Back. Okay. Number seventeen, Oklahoma State. Um, Oklahoma State has 
the best Matt coaching Holliday staff back on my coaching staff robin ventura on the coaching staff they got josh holiday as a head coach like they probably have the most loaded coaching staff in the country can we rank can we rank a team based on coaching staff for preseason yeah they do it in college basketball and college football every year <laughs> i think i think uh coach k is the number one team every year every year him. nick saban number one team every year it's number all about 18, coaching staff number 18 your sleeper your sleeper virginia virginia I'm buying Virginia hard this year. It just kind of feels like a Virginia year to me. Like they, they had some pieces last year that they didn't quite put together completely. But, you know, the, you know when doing a puzzle, Dimitri, you always try to do like the, the outline first, like the border. You get uh-huh. all the flat pieces. It makes it easier. Well, last year I felt like what they were doing was they were just putting those little corner pieces together. And I think this is the year they start filling in the middle and making some noise in the tournament. So You know what? That was a hell of an analogy, and I'm buying. I'm, that, I'm a buyer. Thank you, dude. That means a lot. I thought about that on the spot. So, but it, I'm no, being I, real. I, I think that they put the little corner pieces together last year and they found out who their dudes were and they're bringing back some studs and they're filling it in. Now they're just filling it in. And one of the best, like in my opinion, their home white jerseys are one of my favorite jerseys in college baseball. It's like, it's more than just basic, but it's less than like trying to overdo it uh, with like the orange and blue piping and the Virginia across the chest. Like, it's just a great jersey. All right, so moving on from Virginia, number 18, got Arizona at number 19. And Arizona, I'm telling you right now, remember these names, Ryan Holgate and Chase Silseth. They will be top, they will be day, I would say day two, early day two draft guys. First rounders, maybe, maybe, maybe not. But those guys, one, an outfielder, Holgate, he rakes. His swing is beautiful. Like, you know how when you get on Twitter, you see a beautiful swing, you're like, damn, that's beautiful. I don't even know who that guy is. Yeah, I actually just went back and watched some tape of me back at Mercer, and I thought the same thing. It was it was crazy. <laughs> crazy analogy there, Dimitri. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> um, beautiful swing. He's a Twitter video swing guy. Like, you just like it. And still, Seth, gas, throws flames. Um, I think Arizona – can push UCLA for the Pac-12. It's just so hard to compete with UCLA for 18 games. I don't remember how many conference games Pac-12 is playing this year, but let's just, just hope hard. the Pac-12 makes it through the season. Uh, they're kind of like the Ivy League, man. They're a little sketchy. They, I don't trust them. It's like it's like that girl that like you go on a date with, and then oh, she like she, doesn't. She, she's just kind of flaky. Like uh, actually, I'm busy. And like, well, you told me you'd be there at seven. She, all right, I guess I'll be there at 7.45. And then she just like waits around for like to see what her friends are doing first. Like, what's everybody else doing? Oh, okay, I guess I'll go. No, it's, I like that. But I was thinking more along the lines of she texts all the time. She's talking about how she can't wait to hang out with you, but you never actually hang out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that that is my life in a, like a 20-second clip. Clip that and put that on YouTube because you just described my life. Oh, I can't wait to see you. I think we'll have so much fun. What do you want to do? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my you God. You're so that. nice. You're like the nicest boy ever. Let's no, no, hang no, no, out. No. You don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that part. <laughs> wait, but really? The, but that the, might be but, my problem. <laughs> but the, <laughs> no, nice guy finished last. Come on. You know that. But no, but seriously, seriously, it, it, that's, what, that's what the Pac-12 is like. You get so excited for them. But then, then they, they just don't let show you, up. And, they just know, let you down. They just don't show up. They, in they get At like least. three courtesy ho- like regional hostings and then they just all just don't show up unless you're like Oregon State, you know. But I feel bad putting UCLA in this category. Right. But like, are, do you feel bad? Like, 
they've kind of broken our hearts the last two or three years in regionals. And uh, they did. They did. They have to earn our trust back. We believe in them, but whatever. At number 20, West Virginia. You know what? You know what? I'll tell you what I think of every time I hear the name West Virginia. Quiz, quiz, quiz. Quiz for you. What was the last pitch? Uh, Never mind. Never mind. I just ruined that. I was going to say um, something about that 2019 walk-off they gave up to end their season, the Grand Slam to Texas A&M. Texas A&M, what about it? I was going to quiz you, but I think I ruined the question when I said it. So just just pretend like that never happened. I mean, Grand Slam to left center field. I remember exactly the play. I was going nuts. <laughs> but that when I think of West Virginia, I think of that mountaineer man, redneck, on top of the dugout. Yes. <laughs> one of the best videos. One of the best videos in college baseball. Screaming. I'm not, oh, he's not just screaming. He is literally breaking his lungs down. His vocal cords are disappearing by the millisecond. Yeah. Screaming at the <laughs> umpire who could care less one bit what this guy is saying. Yeah, he's they got don't his care. Shirt, his, you can see the bottom half of his belly button. His shirt, he's got Crocs on and big oversized baggy cargo shorts with a My type of dude. On. My type of dude. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but it's just a, such a vivid picture. You can just feel it. You can hear it. You can even smell it. You can literally smell it. Yep. Yep. You can just, you can, with that guy is around you. Smells at like a baseball game. Marlboro like, red cigarettes and like some a, beef jerky. <laughs> at a high school football game, you can just hear him, and you know when he's about to about to say something loud. You can feel the ground rumbling, but that guy with electric in Morgantown. I feel like I've seen him ten times at a gas, like a like a quick trip gas station down I seventy five. Like I feel like and I've seen him before. I promise you, he's bringing his cup back every time. He's got the same cup. Oh yeah, it's got the he same cup. A new cup. Little Jim Beam in the bottom of the cup. We'll swish <laughs> around. Oh yeah, for sure. Gotta love West Virginia baseball though. Gotta love. Him. All right, number twenty. Shout out to our dude Alec Manoa. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. By the way, Manoa, a little update on him. He might be fast tracked this year to the big league. He's got the stuff. He's got the stuff. Uh, but so we'll see on that. We'll get, we'll update you guys on Alex Manoa at a later date once spring training breaks. Number twenty one, Florida State. We've said this a hundred million times. The post Mike Martin era. It will be interesting until they create some sort of consistency and stability in their program but mike martin jr is not that far-fetched from mike martin senior they're the same dudes different ages yeah i was gonna say the apple doesn't fall, fall far from the tree that's it for doesn't. sure and dude the way they coach is the same the way they walk is the same it's, it's it's really weird how close mike senior and junior are but florida state how many uh how many college world series did uh Mike Martin senior win? Oh wait, zero, right? <laughs> That's I'm, tough. I'm, I mean, I mean Can you can you call him the greatest college baseball coach of all time? I don't think you can. If we're going to talk championships and ring, you can't do that. Can't do it. Anyways, anyways, Florida State doesn't have any tip-top studs at the top of the college baseball, you know, prospect. List yeah. No, like drew, no drew Mendoza's or CJ Van Eyck's or anything like that this year. And no James Winston or whatever like that, oh, but yeah. they're solid across the board. I think they're a top 25 team. Number 22, another ACC foe, Georgia tech, Georgia tech last year. They, uh, were, they, they were on a hangover from that regional against Auburn. They had some guys, 
not too many guys. They lost a lot of guys after 2019. 2020 was kind of like a bridge year. Guys got older, younger guys come up in the program. They should be good this year. They did just upgrade the hell out of their left field line. They got a uh, pitching lab, yep. new hitting lab, nice, beautiful brick. I mean, they call it the uh, Rusty Sea. I like I like Georgia Tech. When you see in the dugout, you can see the city behind it. It's a great – dude, I would put Georgia Tech's backdrop and, like, BYU's backdrop, even, like, the Rice Owls backdrop that has the city of Houston behind it. I love that. I mean, that's just a great look in college baseball. And, I mean, we were lucky enough to play at Georgia Tech a few times with uh, when we played at Mercer. And it's just, like – it felt like a it's so peaceful. Yeah, it just felt like such a I hate to use this reference, but like a backyard baseball, like clean field. It was like there was no hostility in the air. It was just so peaceful and like you just felt like you were you were a big leaguer almost. Like the field was in tip top shape. There wasn't one blade of glass or one blade of grass out of line. It was just like, wow, this thing is sweet. This is a nice field. Did you feel like did you feel like when you were at Georgia Tech? You were not in the city. You were in a little bubble baseball field, quiet little town in the middle of the city. Right. Yeah. You couldn't hear any traffic or anything like that. It was. Uh, no, but it, it was. It, it, I, I love playing there. Open. It's flat. It's clean. It's within. Nice... It's within like 100 yards of the sorority houses. So like they come over and it's nice. <laughs> okay, Ben, that wasn't funny at all, but A plus for effort. I tried. At number 23, East Carolina. They are going to be good this year. They are a mid-major team to watch. But like I said, I, I don't even know how can, you can consider East Carolina mid-major. They're not a mid-major. They're an American <laughs> I conference. I think so. I think we decided that if you if you don't take a bus on an eight-hour bus trip, you cannot be considered mid-major. So I That's know they fly. So good. They that fly. Is- I forget the guy who tweeted that to us, but that was the funniest thing I've ever read because how many eight-hour bus rides did we do in, at Mercer? We went to VMI. I went to Butler, Indiana, which was 15 hours away in a bus. Like That is mid-major, very similar to like Juco Bandit status. Like You earn those pinstripes in the mid-majors. You earn those with bus rides and four to, uh, the four-for-four four meals at Wendy's. <laughs> like Picking that up, no sit-down restaurants. We're picking up Wendy's four-for-fours. Everybody grab your drinks. <laughs> Think about how good of a bar that is. Eight-hour bus ride. Are you flying or driving? At the program, you sit there in your office, your head coach, your athletic director. Are we flying or driving eight hours? I think that is such a good bar because that shows how much money you have and yeah. your elite status. For sure. Are I you mean, flying Delta or are you riding Greyhound? <laughs> I mean, dude. I, I want to give that kid an award for, for that coming up for that. Cause it's going to help us out the whole season because we're going to be like, all right, is, um, is Troy a mid major and be like, ah, they took are a they bu- flying Delta. Right. <laughs> we call them up. We're like, Hey, we see you guys are playing Marshall next weekend in West Virginia. Are you guys taking a bus. Or are you flying? Like, hey, we're busing it. Like, all right, mid major. <laughs> Dude, that's, I feel like that's such a great quote. Are yeah. you taking Delta or taking the Greyhound? <laughs> All right, at number 24, Notre Dame. Back to seriousness now. Notre Dame is that – I'm going to take a step back here. In football season, Notre Dame getting played for an ACC championship pissed me off. They are not in the ACC. They are not in the conference. Yes, they are. They took they, – they, what? Well, they're in the ACC in baseball and basketball. But in football, they were not. They're independent. 
and it okay. pissed me off that they got to reap the benefits of playing in a conference without being in a conference. If it didn't have sense. anything to do with Miami not making it because Notre Dame was in it, right? I mean, I'm just going to pretend you didn't say that because it had nothing to do with that. Maybe a little bit, but <laughs> but no, but seriously, it's like it's like showing up at the barbecue, eating all the good food, and then leaving without chipping in for the total cost. I mean, that's a great analogy. I've never done that before. But anyway, back to back to seriousness. Out, uh, Notre Dame, Nico Cavadas, really good, really good um, hitter. Plays uh, third, plays corner, mostly third base. Um, who else am I thinking of from Notre Dame? But you know what? You know what? They're a lot like they're a lot like Florida State or TCU. bunch of bunch of just solid players, no superstars, no big namers. Which is a bunch of solid players in 25 yards that are all good enough to play anywhere. Yeah, Notre Dame's one of those teams where I would would not be surprised if they rattled off like 10 straight wins at a point in the season, but then also lost like eight in a row. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like they're going to be a very streaky team. Um, I think they're going to be a good team come April and May. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they're going to be a good team right out of the gates. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see them start the year like eight and one, I mean, nine and one. I did pick them, you know, this weekend to beat Louisiana Tech, which was a single game, by the way. But I can see them coming in the ACC starting the year, you know, three and five, three and six, you know, for a couple series. They're not quite getting over the hump in two out of three. But I think by the end of the year, they start winning. You know, they roll off, rattle off three, four series wins get in the ACC tournament and get a regional bid. I think they're that kind of team. They're a two or a three seed at a lower seeded um, regional, and they make some noise. I'm not saying they're they're not going to go out there. And I mean, holy shit, Notre Dame could win a super uh, regional, but I just don't see it quite yet. And then last but not least, our final team of the top 25. By the way, that was a great top 25, Southern Miss. The ben. Golden Eagles, they're, that's my team. Walker Powell, yeah, they have Walker Walker Powell. Uh, they got Gabe Shepard uh, on the mound, both studs. And then um, also, just to lay this out there, I think I'm seeing a Hattiesburg Regional this year in the future. Um, talk about just a bunch of guys who they they get pissed off hearing about how good Mississippi State is. They get pissed off of how good Ole Miss is. They kind of they're that stepchild that nobody talks about as much in in the state of Mississippi. And let me tell you, these guys are good players. And we saw that when they made it to a regional in 2019, took care of business against Arizona State, played LSU tough two games in a row. Um, I mean, they had a chance to get out of that super regional and face that Florida State club, or get out of the regional and face that Florida State club and the super regional. I mean, you never know what's going to happen there. They could have beaten Florida State and ended up in Omaha in 2019. They were probably six innings away total from that. So... I think – I mean, I think – Wait, wait, wait. Did you say Southern Miss played Florida State? No, they they would have if they would have won Oh, yeah, regional. yeah, correct, correct, correct. Yes, they would have. And, uh, I mean, you just never know how things would have shaken up. So – and then last year I thought they played great, and those guys are all coming back. Um, they're just kind of like – they're like the the Gulf Coast version of, like, dirt bags. You know how Long Beach State's the dirt bags? Mm-hmm. They're like the Mississippi – or let's see, what beach is down there in Mississippi? Um they're like the Biloxi Beach dirt bags. <laughs> I mean, they're the Gulf, the Gulf Beach dirt bags because they just—they're just, been, they're just a bunch of just like hard-nosed players, man. They they play hard and they're just there every year. They're there. 
I've been to Biloxi one time. I, we stayed in a pirate ship casino. It was on the water, but maybe like separated by like a foot at the, at the dock or whatever in Biloxi. Cool place, but it just had haunted, swampy vibes. Like, I don't know if I'm explaining that well. No, I mean, it makes sense. I, I see what you're saying. Like Biloxi, it just felt so humid and not clean, but a cool place. But it also felt like they were like voodoo vibes down there. Yeah, like I mean, you, you got you, a little bit of New Orleans next to you, about an hour and about an hour away. You got a little Vegas vibes there with all the casinos, and then you got a little bit of uh, like Florida vibes with the beaches right there. So it's a it's a good mix of all three. But it, it almost felt like once you go there, you're not getting out. Kind like of thing, a... <laughs> like 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 the community. They just stay in Southern Mississippi. Oh yeah, hey, in Hattiesburg, and they that's don't get a, out. that's a direct analogy. Like you go into Southern Mississippi this year, you ain't coming out. You ain't coming out alive. That oh, Golden uh, Eagles, they're you, gonna spook you. you now you're catching on to my analogy. Yeah, you go down there, you ain't coming out alive because they're gonna smack you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that so, rounds out our top twenty-five. I'm gonna go down real quick because we that was long. You probably lost track. Florida, number one, Vanderbilt, number two, UCLA at number three, Texas Tech at four, Mississippi State at five, Louisville at six, Arkansas at seven, TCU at eight, Ole Miss at nine, UC Santa Barbara at 10, LSU 11, Texas 12, NC State, South Carolina, Miami round out your top 15, Tennessee at 16, Oklahoma State, Virginia, Arizona, West Virginia, and then 21 through 25, Florida State, Georgia Tech, East Carolina, Notre Dame, in southern mississippi let's go that's our top 25 so now what we're doing is uh we're each going to pick a player uh, a favorite and then a sleeper to win our golden spikes award so let's both start with our favorites dimitri who's your favorite like someone that's going to be you know a clear-cut favorite going into the season who do you like to win the golden spikes yeah i'm going with my greek brother alex Benellis. is he from louisville is he greek Sounds Greek. Huh? Is he Greek? Yes. Oh, well, nice. Good for you. I think I think I was kind of shocked you said that because I was going to pick him. Uh, so I guess I'll just – I'll go off a little bit. Um, so you took my boy. Um, I'll take your boy. I'll take Adrian Del Castillo. <laughs> Let's roll. Oh, dude. I think anyway, we just took okay. each other's picks from our pre-show, but it's I okay. Think, I think before the show I told you someone else. And I had to change your heart, and then I completely forgot that was your guy. It's okay. I, I'll take I'll take your guy. As soon as I said <laughs> it, and I looked I looked at you. I was just like, "Holy shit, that was his guy!" I just stumped the shit out of him. <laughs> you you threw me a curveball on a two zero count. I was a little my knees buckled for a second, but I'm good. I, I, it was a hard take. You're not throwing that pitch again. I just I'll sit on the fastball coming two one. Um, and so I guess anyway, my our, sleeper, my sleeper, Christian Okay, just go ahead because you said it, but I was going to try to take yours there. Go ahead. Asshole. <laughs> Christian Franklin is my sleeper. He's not a sleeper. He does not qualify to be a sleeper, but in terms of this pick, he is my sleeper pick. Okay. No, I like that. I mean, Christian Franklin's definitely a uh, a stud that's going to be – he's going to be like a 20 stolen base guy, maybe 10 homers, 15 doubles, uh, here, play, play solid defense. I'm going to add on some like we talked about. The reason why he's not my clear-cut favorite, it is just so damn hard to it's show so hard in week SEC. in and week out and face SEC pitching. Right. 
That's it, why it, I don't I don't think an SEC player is going to win it this year. There's too much talent on both sides of the ball. I mean, your top three hitters are going to be separate. I mean, dude, but I will say this. If the top, if they're the SEC hitter, that is just by far and away just going off, it's unanimous. He's going to win it. For sure, yep. But if there's three guys all bunched up in a little tight group at the top, there's going to be a guy outside the SEC who has similar numbers, but he just looks so much better because he's the only one doing it from his conference. I agree. I agree. You know what I mean? thousand percent. Um, But anyways, so I'll go ahead and I have two sleepers. Uh, I have one serious one and then one is like kind of a joke, but not really a joke. Uh, My serious one, uh, Ethan Wilson from South Alabama. I mean, he's playing in the fun belt, the the fun belt, because the the ball just flies at every ballpark there. He's a good hitter, power hitter. He's going to be able to take advantage of one to two fastballs a weekend and, and turn them around. Um, I, I expect him to put up stupid numbers this year. Uh, South Alabama has got a deep lineup too. So it's not really like you can pitch around him. So Ethan Wilson mm-hmm. from South Alabama, I could see putting on a show this year in the fun belt. And then my super sleeper this year. And I just got aware of this guy, maybe 12 hours ago. Waylon Baptist NAIA school, Luis Vargas has just been named to the 2021 golden spikes award watch list. And he didn't get, didn't get put on this this list as an accident. I'm going to read you his stats this year and last year combined, and you're going to throw up, Dimitri. He's played in 38 games. Uh, I think he played in 20 games last – or 30 games last year, eight games this year so far. He is 68 for 136 for a 500 batting average with 28 home runs and 38 games played at the NAIA level. This guy is Yasiel Puig. I have one thing to say. I have two words for that. And the wide word, Dustin Pedroia. Laser show. Laser show. The guy is putting Laser up. Laser show. I mean, Dimitri, I couldn't do, I couldn't put those numbers up if I was playing 12 and under select ball, travel ball. I couldn't do it against 12-year-olds on a, on a 200-foot field. It's like getting on MLB The Show. And just, I mean, Big Cat knows all about it. I'm not an expert at this. Don't assume that I cheat when I play video games. Big Cat knows all about this. You take the sliders and you just slide them all the way up. Just juice your players up. And that's how you get those numbers. Like, what, what, what would it take this year for him to win it? An NAIA player. We've seen Bryce Harper win it at the JUCO level, which was just a different – it was a different story there. But what would it take Luis Vargas to win it this year? So here, here, here in my opinion, how an NAIA guy can win an award like that. that and let me be clear. Golden Spikes, your Heisman Trophy. No D2 player, no D3 player, no FCS player in football will ever win the Heisman. Carson went, they they threw his name out there just, you know, congratulate him, throw some exposure on him. But they will never win a Heisman Trophy. Going back to the Golden Spikes winner will never be won. Bryce Harper was not a JUCO player. He went JUCO to beat the politics of the system to go to the draft. Luis Vargas is a great player, but he is not a guy who is beating the system, going to NAI, going JUCO, whatever route, to get to your number one overall pick. I think he could be a draft guy. He might be a finalist because his numbers, as of right now, are stupid. 40 home runs. If he hits 40 home runs this year, what are, you, what are your thoughts? He will not win it. because 40? He will not win the Golden Spikes. They will not give it to an NAI player. If... If let's just say, let's just say Judd Fabian from Florida, his 360 
with 20 home runs, they will give it to him playing in the SEC because Kyle Lewis almost lost the award because he went to Mercer playing in the SoCon. Yeah. And his numbers were stupid. His numbers were were really damn good. Yeah. And he almost didn't win it because he was at a small school. They will not give it to him. That like that's just that's just the way it is. I think forty is the magic number. If he hits forty jacks this year, forty taters, forty pumps, whatever you want to say, I think you kind of have to say you got to scratch your head and say, "Sorry, boys, at the D one level, you just got beat." (laughs) I'll I'll tell you what: forty home runs gets him a spot in the College World Series home run derby. That's what get that gets him. Well, I would hope so. (laughs) I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. He he has to hit. 40 home runs, hit, I'm not going to say 500, but he's got to hit 450 with 40 home runs and 100 RBI. Well, hey, he's on pace for that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's not going to, I mean, dude, I'm not a hater here, but that's not going to happen. And if he does that, they still are going to find a way to not give it to him. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. But that's my super sleeper of the year. <laughs> um, I'm sure he's like plus 10,000 in Vegas right now, but whatever. Um, but we're going to move on, and me and Demetri are going to come up with our top eight for Omaha as a whole. Um, I think it's very safe to say that we have this two is names. Fun. We have two names that better be on this list, and uh, the Florida Gators and the Vanderbilt Commodores. Was that safe to say? Can we agree on those two? Florida and Vanderbilt. I mean, dude, yes. Like we I have mean, to. Even if they don't make it, we don't look stupid if they don't make it because, like, you're stupid if you don't put them in. Right. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to go back and forth. We each get three teams. Now we can veto each other. If you feel like it, you can just give a hard veto. Um, or we can give like a hard, like, yep, I'm in on it. So I'm going to go ahead and get us started. I personally guaranteed a, uh, a Texas tech college world series appearance. What do you think about that? Is that a hard veto? Is that a, let's do it. What do we got going on here? Let's do fact and fiction. Like a fact is like a lock. A fiction is like, I don't, I don't know about that. Texas Tech for me is a fiction. Okay. I think I, I don't think Texas. I think they're a regional, super regional team. I just don't think they're a college world series team. You, I mean, you know how hard it is to make Omaha. And they've done it a lot, Dimitri. <laughs> they've done it a lot recently. And that's what I'm about to tell you. I'm about to finish. You already know how hard it is to make the college world series one time. To do it two times in a row, hard again, correct? Gets right. harder. Yeah. Three out of four, almost not impossible. Uh, I just, I don't know. Dude, Texas Tech, I think, they, I think they're very, very capable of winning it, but I just, I think two other teams are deep enough to beat them in their super regional. They're going to host the super regional. I think they're the team in a regional super regional who's going to have that one extra guy and can beat them. Years past, Texas Tech was deeper. You know, when they get to Monday, when they get to game five, game six of the regional, they're just deeper. They have one bad game, it can lose them a regional because the other team's going to have that fifth guy that can beat them. Maybe. Ah, maybe. So, so going back to – I'm putting back. them in. They're they're in our region, or they're in our elite eight, or whatever we want to call it. Eight for Omaha. We're, they're in, but okay, okay. I'll let you have Texas Tech. That's I'm putting my foot down. They're in. All right, and you can do the same with one team. You can put your foot down if you want. I mean, our fourth. This is our fourth team. Yeah, our fourth team. I'm. 
Oh, dude, dude, this is, I mean, I'm going with UCLA. I think they get out of the West and make it to Omaha this year, finally. Okay, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I Like I said before, making it to Omaha is hard. But I think UCLA is due for an Omaha trip. All right, we'll see. I, I'm okay with that this year. Maybe last year I would have said, hell no. But this year, I'm okay with that. All right, and then uh, so fifth team, I'm putting my foot down again. Maybe not foot down, but I did pick Louisville to win it all, so I would be embarrassed if I didn't put them in the in the top eight. So I'm going with the Louisville Cardinals. Okay. With my with sixth. your with your Golden Spikes award winner, not mine, yours. My Golden Spikes, Louisville. Yep. Anyways, my sixth team making that trip to Omaha. Oklahoma State. Okay. Now we're getting a little frisky here. Okay. I think Oklahoma State can make it to Omaha. D- Dimitri, I do we even have them in our top 25? They're 17. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> no, but listen, they say the players determine what a team does, but I think coaching is very important in baseball in terms of keeping your head straight, in terms of making little manager decision, pitching. And even just pitching. like development as a whole, like developing yeah. those kids. They have three of the best at developing. Making, getting a team to grow up over mm-hmm. the course of 56 games in a season. Because freshmen are freshmen in game one. They are not freshmen in them anymore after game 40. No, yeah, I agree. I agree they're, with that. They're rising sophomores. Yeah. So I think Oklahoma State, I, I, I don't know why. I think their coaching staff is going to be good enough to keep those guys getting better throughout the whole year. Okay. I'm good with that. I'm good. Um, and so, Dimitri, correct me if I'm wrong, but does, doesn't this kind of just feel like a year where we're going to have, like, I don't want to call them fluke teams make it to the College World Cinderella. Series. Cinderella. But, like, Cinderella. It just kind of feels like that Cinderella year – a deep um, mid-major team. I 100% agree. Yes. And so um, I'm not going to stretch it too far today. Maybe later in the season I will when I get to see some of these teams play. But I'm seeing – I don't know, man. I'm seeing the Southern Miss Golden Eagles making it to Omaha this year uh, as like maybe a, a two-seed or maybe a, maybe a regional host. But I, I like the Golden Eagles a lot this year. Um, they're just some dirt bags, man. And they're going to get, they're going to be the team from Mississippi that ends up making it to Omaha. Can in you my imagine opinion. the saltiness in the yeah. air if Ole Miss and Mississippi State do not go to Omaha and Southern Miss go? Yeah. I mean, I think they would support Southern Miss as like, okay, our little brother made it. Like, let's, let's root them on. But at the same time, they're going to be so salty. And it might be the case where Southern Miss has to go through one of their regionals or one of their meet them up in a super regional, one of those two teams. I can just kind of see it. I'm a visual person. I can see it in the future, you know, game three at, you know, either the dude or Swayze field and Southern Miss puts up like a six spot in the top of the first. And it's just like, and it's like, let's fucking go. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to say Southern Miss is one of the Cinderella teams this year that kind of come out of nowhere. And Dude, props to Kendall Rogers on our last podcast who kind of gave us that insight of, you know, they're a sleeper team, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I started looking into them. Uh, my brother went to Southern Miss, so I knew a lot of – and was a manager for the baseball team there. So I, I've kept up with them the last three or four years. That's a uh, that's a good program there. A lot of tradition too. Oh, I agree. I think Southern Miss is a great team to kind of put 
an egg in the basket. Yeah. Big rewards, low risk, high reward. For sure. I agree. Um, I think Southern Miss can be really good. Speaking of Cinderella's, could you see a team like Campbell making a deep run? Yeah, no doubt. With with the development that got going on over there, for sure. I think Campbell might be a team that will be like a Southern Miss. Just make some noise late. Right. Are we going to throw Campbell in the College World Series? Are we doing no, this? No. We're, we oh. already have eight. We already have our eight. No, we don't. You have one more pick. What we have so far, Florida, Vanderbilt, UCLA, Louisville. Um, Southern Miss. And Oklahoma State. So we have four, five, six, seven. <laughs> hey, you're the last decision right here. I'll leave it up to you. Just go gut instinct. Who do you like? <laughs> Dude. Did I, I, you think Louisville is the only ACC team that makes it? I have another ACC team in mind that I, I told them that I told people they were my sleeper in the ACC, like the first episode. <laughs> Starts with a V, have really good uniforms. The Wahoo Wah. Yeah. Dude, dude, come on. Mm, Virginia, Virginia can be a sneaky, sneaky little team. Mm hmm. Like a side, that side girl that just like sneaks sneaky all the time. She's around. For sure. Just don't notice. They're like they're the team that you look back in like week 13 and you're like, All oh right. my god, Virginia has a two-game lead on the All ACC right. in first place. We're, we're talking our we're this is a long ass episode. We gotta wrap this up, but for my our eighth and final team. I think I think they're gonna come out. I think our eighth and final team comes out of the West Coast. I know where you're going with this. I think Arizona. Oh, that is not where I thought you were going. But okay, I'm okay with that. I, I thought you Arizona, were going. I thought you were going Santa Barbara for a second. No, I think Arizona might have a chance to get out of, get out of the West Coast because here's why: they have a chance to stay up there with you at CLA, have a really pretty record, get a hosting spot. But like I said, this isn't just some easy thing. They can do it. They can host. Get a good two seed that had to go out west. And I think I think that good two seed could be a team like Texas or, you know, Oklahoma or something like that. Or Sam Houston State. Yeah. And I think Arizona's gonna just be the better team. I think they can they can do it. Okay. I'm good with that. I'm okay. Yeah. You you sold me on Arizona when we were doing the rankings a second ago. So yeah, let's go ahead. Let's put a graphic out tomorrow. Let's let people just yell at us, especially like Mississippi State fans and Ole Miss fans and Arkansas fans, Texas fans, TCU fans. You're going to blow us up, but whatever. Bring if people it. are yelling at us, we did a good job. Yeah, we'll see. That's, that's, that's my mindset. Yeah, We have people yelling at us. I'm encouraging you to yell at us. But if we have people yelling at us, that means we did a damn good job. For sure. But – um. Yeah, I guess this is the end of the episode. We have a we have a very very fun long season ahead of us. We're gonna be sacrificing sleep for you guys. Uh, we're gonna be doing a ton of different content pieces coming up this year. Uh, expect three podcasts a week. Uh, we're gonna start doing a lot of interviews because we've had a lot of fun with those interviews, and seems like our, our guests love it too. So, one more thing: FlowSports.tv, eleven point seven P O I N T. Go sign up, get your subscription. You can watch any game 
live or on demand and you help us out you support us and you support flow sports and i think they'll be really good in the future for college baseball yeah like i'm not begging you guys to do it but i am saying that like over the last two and a half three years like we have put out a lot of free content and this is also not like i mean it's still free i guess you have to pay 14 dollars, but like we're we've done getting, a lot you're getting good tv service yeah while you get that tv service you can just throw us a bone. All we're saying is just check it out. I promise the product will sell itself. And it's going to be totally worth the $14 or $15 that they're charging. It's going to be for worth it. Month. We don't ask for much. Just, just, just check it out. Just look at their website. It's going to be a great time. But um, besides that, uh, Dimitri, it's been a pleasure, man. Um, we'll be back. We'll be back Sunday night, ready to go and recap the first weekend. All right. Peace. Peace. <laughs>